Harry. Yes. One of the one of the profound things that sort of like resonated from that was where was the men? There was sixty of us strong women ready to make this transformational change. And do you know how many men? One saucer man was in the group. We have got um, uh, three people, Joan Bailey, Joe Dash and Lyndon Wizard. Now we are going to have a discussion about where are men? What's going on? Have they, have they, um, have men gone their own way and um, left society? But before we go there, I'd like each of you to kind of just share a little bit about yourselves. Joan, can you start? Yes, yes. So I'm Joan, Joan Bailey. I run the Queen's Walking Group in South East London. And to cut a long story short, I, I created the group around last June, July. And when our intrepid government said only, you know, one person could be with another person to exercise, etc., we had to stop walking because we're a powerful group of black women that walk every week. And so we'll walk to a park somewhere within South East London. We would line dance one week. We would do leg ones and tum another week. And we'd have speakers and we'd be in the park just making a whole ruckus and a whole heap of noise. You knew when the Queen's Walking Group was out. But of course, we're in a pandemic and with all the restrictions in place, you know, we had to stop. So we had to stop and I thought, you know, how am I going to keep my queens engaged? So I started to Zoom and I had to learn to Zoom pretty quick. <laughs> this new world of, you know, sitting on the platform is one thing, but when you've actually got to put on a Zoom presentation, it's a whole new can of words. So I've been Zooming since the beginning of November and we've done a whole series of different Zoom events. So we've done Queens, Black Hair Rocks. We've done Queens, We Ain't Crazy, It's Under the Menopause. Um, Queen Stop Eating the Fridge, which Joe has been heavily involved in. And the yeah. spin off from that was that we created um, the Queen's 30 day intermittent fasting challenge, which we completed in February. One of, the, one of the profound things that sort of like resonated from that was where was the men? There was 60 of us strong women ready to make this transformational change. And do you know how many men? One saucer man was in the group. Oh. One man. So I said to myself, right, let's see what, if we can get some men for the March challenge. And what a struggle. So, you know, I said, I've got to throw it out there. What is it about men? Don't they care about their health? Don't they care about how they look? You know, where are they? And you know, it's like I was saying before, you know, we go, we go to the dance if pure women. I go on my fitness holidays, it's pure women. Where, where, and I know they're out there. I know they're out there. Why are they not engaging, especially when it comes to health? Why are they not engaging? Is it that they don't care? Is it too expensive? I'm just throwing the question out there. I'm just, I wanted to come on the platform and tell me, I want to know what's going on. I want to know what's going on, yeah. Because we're all out there, the women, we're in the gyms killing ourselves, yeah. Do, doing this, doing that to kind of look good, still look good in our, as we mature. But, you know, what are the men doing? So, that's that's what's really kind of like been the real driver behind this. So I'm kind of like doing the radio circuit at the moment, just throwing it out there. Let's start that debate. 
let's talk about, you know, we love our black men, we love our king, and we want them to mature into old age with us. So, yeah. So that's, that's where I'm coming from with, you know, with the whole, you know, sort of like springboarding this whole discussion about men and their health and what's happening. So that's me, darling. Thank you, Empress Joan. Thank you for that. And I can't wait for us to start this this discussion. But can we hear from Joe Dash? Yes, um, I'm an author of The Melanin Effect. I'm an educator. I'm also a public speaker and I'm an intermittent fasting specialist. My area of study has been dedicated to understanding the biology and physics of the black experience and looking at how food plays an integral part of our psychodynamics and our biology and how we function as people. Um, And also just an advocate for mindful eating and just working with nature to achieve optimal health, which will inevitably impact our quality of life. That's so awesome. We definitely will get some topic. I'm sure some of the topics will, you know, will come out in the, dis- the discussion. Definitely. Well, thank you, Joe. Lyndon, Lyndon Wizard. Yes, well, yes. my name is Lyndon Wizard. Both of the book is by diabetic, uh, a journey of how I reverse my type of diabetes in 105 days, naturally without prescribed medication. I've uh, been a chef for over 30 years now, working with this establishment. And uh, my my journey started in October 2015 when I was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. And um, I was in red zone, the danger zone. And within 105 days, I reversed it back to normal, uh, cured it or into remission or controlled, uh, whichever way they want to call it. Uh, I'm a public speaker as well, uh, like Joe. I do... Uh, Reflection calls. I help people get started on reversing the type of diabetes as I was diagnosed. And I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not a medical person. I've just shared the journey of how I've done it uh, within 105 days reversing my type of diabetes. And when I was diagnosed with diabetes, I didn't even know what diabetes was. And the funny thing about this, in the UK, love is for 4.5 to 4.7 million people with diabetes. And uh, worldwide, it's 400 million people with diabetes. Uh, I, I was one of the people who didn't know what diabetes was. <laughs> you know, so, yes, that, that's a bit about me in the beginning. But the reason why I'm on this journey as well is there's a lot of people out there in the same situation that I was in. Uh, they don't know what diabetes was, they don't know what the symptoms was. So, I had all the symptoms that we'll go into a bit more later. But uh, once you know what the symptoms are, you need to take take care of yourself. Definitely take care of yourself. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, thank you all um, so much yeah. for your introductions. You know, very accomplished um, people you are. And um, we're going to start with a discussion. Where are all the men? Now, I want to start with Joan. Joan, this yeah. is, you know, something that, as, as you said earlier on, um, you pose the question and you've been doing the radio circuit and um, really wanting to have this question answered because of your care of the you know black men black women you know getting the best out of themselves especially you know as they get older so can you kick off the you know the, the, the discussion with what's your thoughts what do you think is going on 
I don't know whether it's a case of, you know, have the men really slowed down? Is it a case that they'll go to work, they'll come in and is it lack of motivation? Is it lack of education? This, this, this is the topic that I really want to get down to the nooks and crannies. I want people to come on and tell me, you know, and we're, genu we're genuinely interested because, you know, we're in a pandemic. And for me, it's about loving our community, loving each other, looking after each other. So, I, I mean, I just, let me go back a bit. So back in the olden days now, because when we come out of this lockdown, it's going to be a completely new world. Because we're going to be opening and shutting, opening and shutting, etc. But back what I, in what I call the olden days now, you know, my lifestyle, I went to work, I was in the gym three or four times a week, you know, doing my exercise, doing this, doing that, traveling, doing all sorts. Okay, that all came to an abrupt end a year ago. So for me now, on this kind of like creating the Queen's Walking Group, my journey was, you know, well, how was I going to keep myself fit? I didn't want to just stop, you know, and between like March and up to about the end of April, May, I saw a lot of my friends and they'd been eating the fridge. <laughs> they had been eating at the fridge and that's, and that's the crux of it. And I thought, do you know what? I ain't going down that road, no way. So I said, right, what could I do to keep myself fit? I've got a smart TV, I downloaded the apps, you know, doing less meal boxing and yoga. And you know, it was so boring. It was so boring, no motivation, there's no company to talk to, no one to say to you, come on, Joan, you know, 10 more. None of that. So I used to like walking, so I walked at night. My kids said, don't walk at night because it's dangerous. Walked in the morning and then I built up from there. Just by seeing other people out walking, um, looking lost and fed up, etc. Seeing, um, talking to my friends. You know, they were kind of like, I mean, I mean, you know, as I said, I mean, I love working from home. It's an absolute godsend. Yeah, but for others, it wasn't the dream. It really wasn't. I mean, around May time when they say to me, John, I want to go back to the office. I thought, what? You want to go back to the office? Why would you want to do that? You know, and hence the birth of the walking group. And even when I created that, it was only women that came. Yeah. So where, where are the men? What, what are they doing now? What are they doing to keep themselves healthy and fit? I think let's let's speak to the two gentlemen that are here with you um, today. Um, yeah. Who wants to go? Who wants to answer that question? Don't all don't all answer well, at once. I, I, <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> we're hiding. <laughs> uh. like, no, no. I, I can I can answer I can answer that from my personal experience because when I was. Um, when I was diabetic, but I didn't know I was diabetic. I was, I didn't go to the doctors. I didn't tell my wife the illnesses that I had, the ailments that I had. I kept all to myself. So it, it, it was a, it was a personal thing that there's certain things I was going with. But I had to deal with it myself, and I wanted to deal with it myself. So in that sense, I understand where a lot of men coming from. And one of my good friends, Ermac Keller, talks about that in his journey that men don't talk about what they're going through. You know, and uh, our partner. Can I wife, ask you, Lyndon, before you were diagnosed as a diabetic, before you knew the condition was on you, were you were you a fit and active person? Did you go to the gym? Did you exercise? Did you do yeah, water? Did you get not. sleep and all the rest of it? To be honest with you, John, psychologically, I thought I was fit. You oh. know, 
psychologically I thought I was fit because you know because as a chef I'm running around I'm running around the kitchen all the time yeah okay I'm sweating when it's when working in a hot kitchen you're always moving about in the kitchen in some places so you you you, you think you're fit or you you mentally you think you're fit but when you start to really exercise mm. yeah and when you start looking at your belly and you see how big your belly is mm. you don't realize how unfit you are because I was overweight but I thought I was okay you know i used to look at my brother my brother was at the at the end days my brother was uh fit and i was looking at my brother and said wow look at my brother looks so good you know and then i i started to look, to look after myself a bit better and then my brother started to put weight on when he started having his children so he slowed down so i was getting fitter and i was looking better but i still wasn't looking after myself until i was diagnosed with type 2 diabetic and that's when I, that's when i really focused on fitness so I've always, I've always thought myself being healthy and fit, you know. And even sometimes I used to challenge my son, yeah, to, to a race. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You know, because I felt mentally, I was thought, I don't know why, because I think I had a, a teenage mentality. Mm. So you've got the mentality that you're, you're still fit like you used to be when you was a child. So you think you're still in your 20s? Yeah, well, younger, younger, John. <laughs> <laughs> You know? generous. <laughs> yeah. So, 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 what, what, so, I think it only really hit me when I was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. And then I realized I was overweight. And when I started to go to the gym and I was out of breath and I wasn't sweating, and you, I just said, Linda, what have you been doing to yourself? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? And it's funny because when I, when I, when I stopped eating meat, yeah, I realized how my body felt so much lighter my belly didn't bloat so much you know and i remember every time i used to eat i used to feel tired afterwards you know and when, when i was reversing my diabetes and my diet changed and when i was eating 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 i didn't even feel tired afterwards. i feel i found i had more energy then i thought where's all this energy coming from mm. you know and especially when I'm working in the kitchen, like doing an eight, nine, twelve-hour shift, sometimes I finish and I still got energy. And, and I think to myself, where is it coming? So when I started to analyze what I was eating, more vegetables, more fruit, uh, um, detoxing, intermittently fasting, all these things that you think uh, would be detrimental to your health, actually benefited you much more than the way I was eating before. You know, so my, my, my personal experience is like, I, I was just, I wasn't, I thought I was looking after myself, but I wasn't, okay. you know. Um, can we hear from Joe? Um, what, you know, the same question. Um, there's multiple reasons when it comes to men, um, this, but some of these reasons overlap with what women are going through in terms of social conditioning, norms, our culture how we were brought up when it comes to health it is something that is intricate part of your early stages of development and if we don't implement it at the early stages i.e um pre-secondary school um then it, it lasts throughout our lives even for women it's the same thing um it, it there's eating habits this way we live that springs from our childhood so with men when they say you know men don't talk to each other we do talk to each other but the language is different and we have to speak each other's language with with men you know if 
and, um, and Lidl know I'm talking about. You might get with the guys and we're talking. How you doing? I'm good. Okay, bro, that's it. Move on to the next thing. How you doing? Because we won't dive as deep and find the intricacies based on just the laws of nature, whereas um, women find it a bit more easier to be intimate in a conversational manner and use the human interaction in multiple layers than what men can do. We kind of like, oh, hey, Lyndon, you say you're good, then we give thanks, my brother. What's up next? We like, we don't even call each other just to talk. We have an objective. Your friend can't just call you for the sake of calling you. It needs to be an objective. And if the objective is not, is not put on straight away, we lose interest, for example. So when it comes to health, men are self-aware of their health to a degree, but we're also very in denial about our health too, because for, for some reason, we don't necessarily feel the same kind of urgency maybe as we should. But then that's also due to the fact that unless my neck is dangling off my body, I don't see the need to jump out jump out, um, get to the GP. And that's because what's also expected of us socially, you know what I mean? We always get kind of the blame of men are this, men are that, but we do the harsh realities of society just how women have to, you know what I mean? But where we were silenced a long time ago, we were told you're a man, man up about it. So we didn't need, feel the need to talk about it. Um, you were told, you know, your woman made you feel like, are you a man or not? Women also contribute to that too. But it's never discussed in that sense when it comes to health. So as you get older, your wife has to trick you into health or your partner has to kind of trick you into doing better. But there's so many reasons, but we do talk about it, but we kind of been also conditioned to just crack on that mentality of just cracking on and not realizing it's okay to put our crown down once in a while and seek help, whether it be to our loved ones, our partners and so forth. But we are starting to get there more and more and more because the rate of diabetes and obesity and prostate and all these things is sky high. So we're more self-aware now than we've ever been in my experience, especially because I run a 30-day challenge every month that I now do um, drone and stuff. And I realized that with men's like we've just been conditioned to crack on with things and not stop to, to talk about it. And I think that plays a big part. Okay, you know, what I want to ask there, and I think, you know, great great um, stuff that you all said but I think what I heard from Joan was um, it just seems as though men I mean that group um, the health group only one man was there so that's the thing what's going is and, and, I don't, and I don't think you're I don't know correct me if I'm wrong Joan I don't think you were just saying just in the health group you're saying whether it's sort of um, you know, recreational or going out or what have you, it's yeah. always mostly women and the men are nowhere to be seen. Yeah, or just a sprinkling. Or just a sprinkling of men. So, yeah. and, and also, yeah. are we talking about age group? Are we talking about certain, are we talking about men of all ages or are we talking men of a certain age? What, what, what are we asking? in terms of who we speak in terms well, I mean, I, I can only speak for my particular age group. So I'm in the golden years. Yeah. So, you know, those of us that are 50 plus that we're more hot and we're more fun, we've got more energy. Yeah. And the men are just mm. living some kind of sedatory lifestyle. So, yeah. And so that's the thing. What is, so, is there something going on because with men, as they get to a certain age, women are still vibrant, like you say, and still want to get out there, still want to do things. Is it that men, as they get to a certain age, they just feel less involved and, you know, they, they, you know, and, and I kind of likened it to um, a group of men that I'm hearing about all over the net, men going their own way. Is it that men 
go through life and come to a stage where they just think, you know, this is all a farce. This is just, you know, this is just not it. I've given so many of my years to work and family and now, and, and is there kind of like a, a yeah. shut off? Is there kind of like a, you know, men are feeling, yeah, you know what? It, it, I think I... Yeah, yeah, please carry yeah, on. I think, I think, I think, I think you, I think you're the nail on the head then. Because that's exactly what was what, what was in the back of my head just now when you're thinking that when you're analysing it, you know. Because especially like uh, in in my my career, it's, it's challenging. I remember from from when I first started, the long hours that I used to do, morning and night, and you always feel like you can't wait for the your day off, you know. And in my, especially in my situation, I when I used to have a day off, I used to sleep most of the day. That, that was me. My day off, I didn't think, oh, I'm going to go to the gym, I'm going to get exercise. My day is thinking, boy, I can't wait for day off. I just relax and just do nothing. I, I, used to, I used to have to do a do-nothing day. Do-nothing day. And it became that to do a do-nothing day was good because it's like a silent stillness and solitude. And one, one of the best days of the week was for me was on Monday or Tuesday. So I remember I always used to have a Monday and Tuesday off. Yeah. And then I used to go to the shops on some of these days and it used to be, it used to be quiet. The, 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 the shops, the shopping centers used to be quiet because who's, who's out on the Monday, Tuesday shopping? Not many people, you know? So I was, I was happy to work the weekends, do the 12, 13, 14 hours of, of a weekend. And it was normal just to, just to work like that. And I think when you get to a certain age, like, like the 40s going up 45, you're, you're mentally thinking of slowing down, not unless you're in an industry where you've got the time, you're working a Monday to Friday, nine to five, and you, you always got that time that you could always mentally feel, think that I can go and exercise. So I, I sometimes I think it depends on the kind of job you have as well, you know, what, what, what type of job you have. But the, 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 the thing about it is like some, some men like myself, when we get to a certain age, it feels like, Oh, it's too late to start exercising now. Oh, I, I can't be, I can't be doing all this gym stuff now. I can't be running. I can't be doing all this work now until something really happens to you. So I don't, I don't think if I was, if I wasn't diagnosed with diabetes, I don't think I would say to myself, okay, I'm going to the gym or I'm going to, I'm going to do something now. The only, the only time that I really looked at myself when I became uh, in the fifty, when I became fifty. And on my 50th birthday, I've got, I'm looking at my, uh, would you believe, I still got my invitation card. And the picture that I've got on my invitation card of a guy with a six pack. Yeah. And I remember. <laughs> and I even had, I even had a, a, um, a birthday cake. Someone made a birthday cake to me with a six pack on it. Yeah. So, so that, that was my mental thought. It would be nice to be at 50 to have a six pack. But when I looked at the pictures of when I was 50, my belly was big. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, you know, I didn't, I didn't even tuck my shirt in. You know, you thought it looked good in it, then. You thought you it Yeah, but but the funny thing about it, you know, a year later or two years later, mm. I got my six pack back wow. when I started to work out. Mm. When I started to go to the gym, the one I needed to do, to do, so I lost all the weight. Mm. I lost one and a half, the one and a half stone I lost. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So my, I was looking in the mirror and I think, geez, my six pack's bad. Mm. You know, at my age. So it's, it's doable once you focus on it and do, do certain things that will help you maintain the weight. 
also lose the weight. So it's the, the motivation is what I'm hearing you you say there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 100%. I don't know. Did, did anyone want to come in with and and, and say anything to what um, Lyndon's just said? That was actually quite interesting um, when Linda was talking about. There, there are some general um, biological and psychological reasons as well that kind of work for and against both parties. For example, um, men men will lose. Everything's about interest. What is your interest as you go along? Women have better support groups than men do, just all the way around. Women form relationship based on support systems where men share common interests is kind of like the general theory in psychology. But the reality of it means that as time goes on, men just kind of prioritize other things. And, you know, that's, that has other implications and so forth. Me being in my 30s, I can look at it as because of the role I do, I enjoy exercise, I enjoy staying fit, of course. But my counterparts kind of like financial stability of some financial prowess is more of the centerpiece versus health and other things. And once we're locked into that, that's all that matters. If we have that, then everything else seems to fall in place from a mental point of view, even though that's not always the truth. So your priorities and what your interest is, is different. And our support groups are not great enough when it comes to that area because mutual interest is kind of just, whether it be sports or adventures, flying around, business, getting money or doing different things. You know what I mean? The conversational health is make up 5%. Unless we see something wrong with our friend, we're like, what's wrong with you? You should go get that checked out. But apart from that, there is no real walking group for men. There's no real like men meet up and go, you have your gym buddies. If you're already into that, well, once again, that's only yeah. based on mutual interest. Do you understand what I'm saying? But it's only you and your guys that go to gym. The rest of your team are not really supportive about that. They're like, bro, that's good for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? So there's, there's, it's quite interesting actually, but I think it's just, we're changing that narrative. I believe so anyway, because yeah. there's this need amongst, and I hear a lot from younger men, I'm talking about men in their early 20s, talking, of, you know, and there's this age of young guys wanted to be high performers. You know what I mean? There's a lot more, there's a lot more ambition and aspiration to look good, look somewhere, social media, you know, gaslights that fire, you know, you're supposed to look yeah. like this, have this, do that, do this, do that. So we'll see more um, young males get involved more in different things, fitness more. Most of the fitness influencers online are equal to the amount of women. You mm. know what I mean? So the guys are taking on fitness, sports is important, things of that nature. But for some reason, I think, I'm sitting listening to um, Lyndon, like as time goes on, you think, oh, your interest shifts, I guess, generally. You just kind of like, I've got other things to do and I don't want to bother myself too much. And, yeah. you know, as men get older as well, peace and quiet become so valuable like so precious you don't even want to go to a loud gym just so you can work out and sweat and then come home and i go to work the next day and nah i know my uncles and my father are not really interested in none of that they're just like listen as long as i'm not falling to pieces i'm going to make it through <laughs> okay yeah. and that's still the kind of mentality which is wrong of course we should we should we should spend more time on it but if we in our youth supported ourselves more like and encourage each other more or even took some of the pages out of women's book about just sort of general support then it'll be a commonality amongst men to do it more but we really just don't function like that yeah wow so, I, I know this one i know, yeah, I know this one organized there's one organization at the moment they do uh, over 50s uh, for men they do football uh, every week yeah 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 it's an organization i don't know if i'm allowed to mention the organization but uh 
they've, they've written a, it's a uh, Jason Roberts Foundation. Uh, they they're based in a friend, Stonebridge area, Stonebridge area, and basically they have that. I've been there before, and they have over over fifty events. I'm saying, which is which is really good, really really good. <laughs> it's, it's it's funny. I'm just reflecting now. Uh, when I when I was uh, of just over fifty, I I went to join uh, the fifties club in uh, my local area, the gym, where they do table tennis, uh, badminton, all these kind of sports. I went to register, and they said, "Can we help you?" I said, "Yeah, come to the fifties club for the over fifties club." They go, "We come to you. You don't look fifty." I said, "I am." I had to take out my driving license before they acknowledged me. Oh wow! You know? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's mad. It's mad. It's, you know, I think it's only times like that you realise how old you are or mature you are. Yeah, and if you're looking after yourself facially, you know what I'm saying? How does that? What if you? Uh, you must be doing something wrong, or it's just genetic. One of the two. Mm. You know, so so I don't know if anybody can answer that question because. At that time, I'm fit to myself. You know, I need to, like Joe was saying, you need to be part of something to be active. You know, a group or something like that. And so there are groups out there, but we just got to find it. And you want to be part of it, or you want to do something. That's that's the other side of it. You know, and I think also if you if you're married or you got a partner, it's good to do something with them as well. You know, uh, because sometimes I think if you're doing it with somebody, they're, they're less judgmental, they're more encouraging they are more encouraging you know it's, it's funny there's there's a there's a, a gentleman who approached me uh, about a year ago you and half ago who's diabetic and he had to get himself back into shape and like that so he started on a on a on a journey of uh doing exercise and stuff like that and he the only reason why he started because of his wife started but when i looked at his wife his wife wasn't all that she was she looked like she needed to exercise and she looked like she was overweight and she was, she was unfit but she was encouraging him to do something about his diabetes but the thing, the thing about it now, yeah, I see her exercising now and doing all the things that she's telling her husband to do, you know so now they've been doing stuff together, it just, it, 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 it solidified something within their relationship because he was on that journey, then she became on that journey with him, you know and now she's looking so much better, so much better, which is really good so it's interesting I, you say that, you know, Lyndon, because I mean, there's a, a lady in our in the walk in the intermittent fasting challenge now in the in the academy, and what she does, you know, she'll make a smoothie for herself and make a smoothie for her partner. So she's doing okay. things, and I don't think he even realizes. Yeah. You know, she's changing. You know, she's changing what she. You know, when she goes shopping, it's things she's not buying now. She's you know making yeah. certain meals. She got him to watch this um, podcast about sugar and the, and the dangers of, you know, too much sugar in your diet. So mm. I suppose as women as well, we can, we are influencers. Yeah, we are influencers within relationships. 100%. But it's still, it's still not enough. There's still something, the balance still is kind of like still off key for me when it comes to, especially men, engaging with health. You know, we all know the best yeah. is about drinking the water and exercise and, you know, all the all the other sort of like key messages that are coming out. But still, yeah. it's, it's only, I think for me, it shouldn't be, a, we shouldn't be in a crisis. 
So it's a bit like what Joe was saying, you know, your, your head shouldn't be hanging off your neck before you go into intervention, isn't it? And, like, and we say all the time prevention's better than cure. So mm. there was little things I'm sure they could do. I mean, it's, they don't need to be afraid of us women. You know, we want the men to come and join in with us, with the activities, etc. You know, mm. so, you know, really is what could we do to kind of like galvanise them and get them interested, get them motivated, you know? So you've even got me thinking now, is it really, is it really as simple as, is it as simplistic as that then? Is it really about their mentality? I mean, okay, you say men work, but women work and we still find time to go and do stuff. Mm. Yeah. So is, that, is, yeah. that, is that a good enough, you know, excuse to put uh, forward? Yeah, but I think that I, I don't think we look at it like that way. <laughs> I don't, I don't I think we just look, we'll look forward to having the meal. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, to be honest, if we can walk into the kitchen, we can see that our wife or partner's overweight, then they can they do some exercise, but they're still feeding you. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you, you don't even think about it. One of the things that my mother said to me uh, when I was over, she said, Lyndon, pigs don't know when pigs think. Yeah? And basically, what she's saying, when you're in such an environment, yeah, mm. like if you're overweight, you don't realize it because you're around those kind of people. So you're all in the same boat. Mm. So you, you, don't, you, you don't see any different. Mm. So when you said pigs don't know pigs think, your wife could be fat and you could be fat, but you both say, that's ah, all right. We are, we are doing okay. <laughs> you, you know? We are all right, you know? So until, until somebody points it out, it's when my mother said to me, Linda, your belly are getting big. Yeah? It's that, what? Mm. Mom, you can't say, Linda, your belly are getting big. And that's when I said to myself, boy, I've got to do something about it. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? You know, because that's a, that's, that's a slap in the face and a punch in the stomach when your mother tells you that, you know? But it's a bit like what I said to you. And the thing is, I mean, we're, we're talking about like, you know, diet and weight now. And I'm telling you, like, it's like we went, we went into lockdown in that March of last year. And I'm telling yeah. you, when I, saw, when I saw certain man and man and woman and woman, I'm telling you, they've been eating the fridge. Yeah, <laughs> some of them, and and what one I remember, I went from there and I didn't even recognize the guy. He put weight in his face. I said, oh, oh. God, is it you? He's saying that I'm there looking in his face, thinking, but it couldn't be. Who looks so trim and sprucey, you know, when I'm looking yeah, yeah, yeah. out and about. So, you're right, it does creep on, it does creep on. You know, and of course, once it's creeping on, all the kind of like devastating health, you know, implications are creeping on as well. Like you said, the diabetes, heart disease, blood pressure, it's all high cholesterol, all that as well goes with yeah. it. Mm. Yeah, all that as well goes with it, so. And another no, no thing that's actually quite, that's rang to my head when John was talking, I was like, do you know what? Women are more body conscious than men are. So naturally, have a, a mindful approach to you you, you will be more self-aware than we would we don't really beat ourselves over our big belly it is what it is do, do, do you understand what i'm saying women yeah. will obsess over that and then it becomes part of their, their self-esteem for men we do not care do you understand what i'm saying big belly or not i'm yeah. still going to attract the female so it doesn't matter that's how we look at it so it's it just happens to be that if the men who are more body conscious do something about it and it's never more we do it more in Sports, anyway, from what I've seen, if if it's about playing football, we play football every Sunday or play basketball every other Saturday. So men are taking their health serious. Just that it's in sports format, like Linda was saying, the over fifties with the football and stuff like that. That's to be a big thing. 
that provides that support group and, and common interest and, and all in one. But for a man, our, our body doesn't really define anything else beyond just that. Whereas women, their body can lead to self-esteem, this, that, 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 that. and the line goes on and on and on and on. So the, our priorities in our physical appearance, because health first is judged on physical appearance. Like in the black community, you losing weight fast and going skinny, people are gonna think you're sick. Mm. Being like, oh, are you sick? How you lose yeah. weight so quick? And da, 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 da. so there's there's all these little nuances yeah. that's going on. But I think it's for for men anyway, as they mature and stuff like that, they kind of just make peace with every aspect of life. They kind of like, this is what it is. This is what it ain't. And, and like Leon Linden said, if he didn't get that diabetes thing, he would have kept it moving. He's like, why? Yeah, I am who I am. Those, like, we would have, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. but don't get me wrong, there are men who also insecure about their look. They are there, but they will just hide it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whereas women will say to another woman, you know what, I'm not really comfortable with this or that. Whereas a man will just hide it, like, I'm just not interested. That will be his response. You know what I mean? So there's, it's it's definitely interesting because now even I'm thinking about it. I was like, you know what, there's so many other ways about this, but men I, are. I don't know. I don't know because I mean, like, what are we now? 2020? I think it must have been about 2019. It had to be 2019. Came from the lockdown last year. So my friend had an event called, um, I think it was Black on Black Love. And there must have been about, what, 80? About in t- I think probably about 100 people in total. It could have been a bit less. And it was really an, in, a, an event that was geared for men. But it was mainly women that turned up and it was a sprinkling of men. So I, I just feel, and, and I can only go by my own observations, you know, a lot of the different things that maybe, you know, like fitness holidays, you know, you go to talks on particular topics, you know, and it's still predominantly women. The men don't seem to be coming out, whether it's to, whether it's for intellect, you know, to be intellectually stimulated or for, well, maybe, well, maybe fitness. But then again, like you say, it's most probably the younger guys that are coming out. So I agree with what your point there, Joe. You know, the, the older guys are just—they're just happy with the belly and how they look. Yeah, like they're happy with themselves. They're happy with it. My, I, my uncles have never complained about their belly. They're like, listen, there's more important things than my belly. They don't think it's a important thing. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. understanding health is—you know—it is an important thing. But you need a, you need a catalyst, right? You need a catalyst to say something's wrong. For Lyndon, it would be Mumsy talking to him or something happening. Yeah. I need a catalyst because if I don't have a catalyst, women have a constant catalyst because how you feel and look has a lot to do with your existence. You understand what I'm saying? Influences how hard you work, how much you, you have confidence in yourself. For men, it's not like that at all. It's not really like that. You know what I'm saying? So there's no, unless, like, like, and, and Lyndon point on it, if you're around people that are like that, in terms of they're just like you, everyone's fat, then no one cares. But, and if you talk to that woman in that moment, she's aware of her weight. She may not be real about it, but she's aware of it. But for guys, naturally, they're like, nah, I'm good. I feel good. I feel strong. I go to work, make my living, come home, take your wife, take her, hang with my mates. Life is good. Yeah. But yeah, until something health happens, and I think that's that's that has a lot to play with it. I really believe so. That has a lot to play with it. Say, you, it's really okay that men have got lower men have got lower self-esteem then. They got lower goals. No way. No, no way. way. Men ain't got lower self esteem. No way. Yeah, I don't, I don't no way. Yeah. I don't no way. <laughs> we do not have low self esteem. Women deal with that way more. 
<laughs> yeah, it's like we do not, we do not. Because if you look at a young boy, when he gets to 13, 14 and he hits puberty, right? The first he gets around his mates, everyone starts to identify who they are. And we just move yeah. on from there. A woman will spend her whole life obsessing about that one imperfection. Yeah. That one imperfection now becomes the thorn in her side and she has to yeah. mask it and hide it and do all this. For men, bro, your friends are going to cuss you about it until you get over it. Yeah. Simple as that. We got time for you to worry about your nose when you need to get a career together. You need to find out what you're going to do. We got time to worry about how big your nose is. Because men are brutally honest with each other. Like, we, we're not going to sugarcoat it for you. We're just like, bro, I do something about it or get over it. Yeah, exactly. Whereas women will coax the situation, sometimes enable it by way of, no, you're beautiful inside and all this stuff, which is, I guess, good or bad. I don't know. Only a woman can make that decision. Mm. But for men, it's like, we don't really, no one cares. It's like, if you you got a big belly, then do something about it. If you're not, shut up so we can watch the game. So so let me ask another question, John. So, mm. what, so, so what kind of percentage, I mean, women, a lot of women talk, but what kind of percentage of women would like, don't mind a man with a big belly or prefer a man with a, a slimmer belly? Because that, that could be part of it psychologically as well for a man. So if the woman doesn't say anything to the man about the belly, Put it this way, yeah. I mean, and it's a bit like, you know, what Joy was saying before, you know, the way a person looks, that's part of it as well. So, yeah. you know, a guy's going to come and talk to me, yeah. And I can see, like, he look kind of like old and hunched up and he's got his belly. I'm not interested. Yeah, I'm not interested. Because, I mean, I know I put effort into, you know, trying to make myself look good. You know, and in actual fact, you know, I've been on the intermittent fasting challenge with um, with Joe, and I'm still doing it now. And this particular dress, we're off camera now, but this particular dress I put on this, I thought, my God, you're looking good, girl. Yeah, and that's what it's about. Hey, I'm always hey, striving Joe, Joe, to look. Joe, you look, Joe, you look good in your WhatsApp picture. <laughs> so tell I'm you, telling you, I look hotter now. Trust me. This. this is one thing I know that men always have this is where we have the advantages men right mm. from young we've spent more time studying you than you have studying us because yeah. since yeah. young we've had to approach women try to court you we've learned about more about you than you yeah. have about us so we've figured out a few simple things we realize listen if you first you don't succeed you have to try again we know that because you might just catch on the wrong day i've seen this play out so many times i've done it so many times my forget even if i had the biggest belly and whatever the case may be that's cool but there's other things we can compensate for that for that can really get you in the door that happens all the time so you may i've seen women men charm they went straight away physically their appearance wasn't a 10 but their personality, the way they made her feel, the comfortability yeah. levels they achieved with her, the trust level, the consistency, the integrity, all these other things that appeal to the depth of the woman's spirit has changed the tides. So like Linda, what we're all trying to say, as we get along, if women are not turning your way because of your big belly, you're not going to think it's an issue. Mm. Yeah, you get turned, We get turned away more about our lack of finances than before our belly. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, There's exactly. that yeah. women yeah. may not be aware of that you have contributed to. You may not be aware of it, but if I grow up as a young male and not one woman has ever told me nothing about my belly, or she told me about my money, she told me about this and that and the other third, yeah. then why would I now get up at 50 thinking after all these years my belly's the issue? 
Like, no way. I'm not got time for that. This is, this is me. In fact, where Lyndon is, is, the, is actually the sweet spot because at that point, he doesn't have to care. Apart from his own personal health, he doesn't, he's, it's not because of a woman he's going to change. He's going to be like, listen, I've been this way for so long. I'm happy with me. I've made peace with every infection. I am what I am. I'm going to take care of my health where I can. And I'm sit down and be happy. Can you know I, what I mean? Can I, so can I just chime in there? What I want yeah. to ask is, that I, I, I hear you and I agree, you know, certainly what is more important to w- women is, is how they get treated and, and all the rest yeah. of it. But is that not changing somewhat because of, say, social media, because people are more, you know, open to seeing all the different, you know, types of people is that not kind of is that not kind of changing where and even you say younger men are starting to show that you know starting to care about how they look at a very young age but would you not say that's changing across the board you know albeit slowly aesthetically how they look not physically social media has made 21 year olds think they should have their life together yeah at 21 no, aesthetically, yes, it's made men think of it that way because you got to look a certain way. You got to have money and you got to have a car. It hasn't changed really. It's the same thing my father went through, his father went through, I went through, my son's going to go through. It's the same thing. It's what we're being socially engineered to believe and think. Do you understand yeah. what I'm saying? Because this, what happens is when we go out and we, you meet women and stuff like that, Nature, because she is the embodiment of nature, what she really is after is that level of connection and safety. That level of depth is what she's after, right? And even in the midst of society telling you have a man with this and that and the third, when it comes to building a life, women are more pragmatic about them. Do you understand what I'm saying? So once again, as a male, if your belly or your aesthetically physical look, not the clothes you put on, is more talked about from the women it will change a lot of the dynamics but now on social media men are not preparing more top this on social media it's the same thing they just buy more jewels pretending everything's good they're lying more everyone's just lying more (laughs) everyone's lying like like hell right now they're just pretending because we are these Uh, people we crave for the truth but to be honest everyone likes to be like we want honesty and women always speak like i grew up around five sisters i'm the only boy so I'll ask my sisters and they're like, yeah, you know, you have to be honest and truthful. I want a man to tell me the truth. If men did half of that, you wouldn't get no woman. Yeah. You wouldn't get no woman if you told her really about her belly and, and her face. And you, you're not, you're going to be a rude person that is seen as disrespectful towards women. So there's, 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 there's a dilemma here yeah. for men because women will preach to the death. Hey, be honest and da, da, da. But when they say be honest, they're like, be honest to the point it does not hurt my feelings, which is a tricky minefield. Do you understand yeah. what I'm saying? Whereas a man, my boss to tell me all the time, oh, you're this, you're that, and that, and I had to take it. Because if I didn't take it, I wasn't a man. Yeah, Do you understand right. what I'm saying? So there's other layers as well that we can't skip over. Like, look, this is also a big thing. Like, we just have to figure out how to speak the language to the men and say, listen, come out because physically we want you around longer we want you to you know your fathers grandfathers uncles you know sons still and not lose sight of that so they understand it's really about their life and quality of life you know what i'm saying versus you need to look a certain way because men don't care we really don't what i want to put um as well is um community um i think sort of back in the day men and women were probably doing more things together um, you know, they had, um, you know, there was like church and different things that 
kind of kept people in certain, you know, and it seems like now people are a lot more, you know, kind of doing their own thing. And, and like I said, I don't know if anyone's heard about the group called Men Going Their Own Way. No, I've never heard of that. Oh, wow. Yeah, all over, all over, all over the the internet. Um, So, so do you think, do you think, um, do you think there's something going, because what I'm hearing, you know, certainly from what Joan has been saying, is that she puts on these events and, you know, the men are not showing up. And this is not the first time I've heard this. I hear so many people say, you know, they go somewhere and it's just all women or majority women and there's no men showing up so what is going on and and is it you know as we're talking about men of a certain age is it that when men of a certain age get to it because we've always heard about the male crises is there some is there such a thing where men get to a stage and they kind of look at life and think you know is this it is this all there is you know work 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 and do all these things and you know they feel disillusioned is that could there be something like that maybe i know you were saying they're not having self-esteem issues but could there be a kind of you know depression going on you know why is the world like this why is the world why is it you know as a man you don't feel you know you're being appreciated by society um uh, and and maybe even your family as you feel you should be is there something like that going on i'm just putting things out I think you. I think the the man is probably just looking for something that interests him. You know, don't forget at a younger age you've got so many different interests. When you get old, those because you you start to live a life. A lot of those interests they they go to one side. <laughs> so so you try to reinvent yourself uh, how it, how you used to be when you were younger. So you try to put yourself in the environment that feeling. Now I'll give you a typical example. When I was younger, I used to play drums. I used to play drums. What I, what I found, I always had my drums at my mother's house. When I moved into my own house, I moved them to a room, and then I moved them to the garage, then I moved them to the loft, you know? And <laughs> I, and I, I, I always said to myself, well, I'm going to practice, I'm going to practice, I'm going to practice. But I never, I never physically get around to it. I go into the loft now, I sit the drums, I pick up the sticks, and I hit the drums a couple of times. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> But I don't physically sit down on it and play like I want to because I, I watch other drummers now and they're so good. I know for a fact if I go sit on drums now, I won't. I got the feeling, but I just haven't got a physical training like I used to have. Do you know what I'm saying? And the, one of the weirdest things, even when I go down to when I used to go down to my mum's side, where I used to go to a drum shop to buy uh, drumsticks or just to have a look around like you do when you're young. You know, it just brought back so many great memories of what I used to do back then. So sometimes when we get older, like at my age, you want to create that, you know, it's, you, want to, you want to create it. And even for me, you know, um, I wanted, one of my dreams when I was younger was to become a DJ, to do DJ, but it never materialized. <laughs> My, my, son, my son became a DJ, yeah, as like a, a hobby for him. And, he, and, he, and he, he's doing very well with it, you know what I'm saying? And then I started to do some DJ stuff at my house, you know what I'm saying? I've done it online and it was pretty good. It was, it was pretty good. And then what happened, 
I went to my brother's house and his, his, his son, my nephew, he had a proper mixing desk and everything like that. And I started to go onto it. He goes, Uncle, come, come, and, do, come and do that. So like, I just started to get into it. Do you know what I'm saying? So I, I found something else that can motivate. Do you know what I'm saying? So I think at a certain age, you need to find something that's going to motivate. But one of the hardest things when you get to a certain age that motivates you, are you going to be motivated with somebody else? Is somebody going to be in the same line as you? Are they going down the same direction? But it doesn't always work out like that. You see, because everybody's got their own different direction that they're excited about. So it's hard to find a common goal uh, for, for a couple to be together and say, okay, oh, I'm excited about this. They say, how can you be excited about this? This is not, this is like kid stuff, you know? Or the young partner's doing the gardening. Jeez, I don't do gardening. That's not for me. So you don't do it. You know what I'm saying? But your partner enjoys gardening. So there's another, there's another aspect of your life when you get to a certain age where you need to grow together and uh, decide what things you can do together to, mm. to make it, to stimulate the mind. Because don't forget, when I, I, many years ago, I was in marketing business, yeah? And they always talked about when you get to uh, your retirement age, 60, 65. And the average person, they said, dies after six years. You know, five to six years after they retire. Because the stimulation is gone. Stimulation is gone. You know, it's just you know, got me thinking. I'm here thinking then, well, okay then. You know, in a way that you start off, you start off almost on the same kind of like level playing field with the guys. And it just looks it's like the men just get older before we do then. They just slow down and get old before we do. Oh, is it because, as you were saying earlier on, there's more groups, you know, there's so many things that women can, to, can do. Women's group, this, you know, lots of women's group. Is that the thing that not much is being um, put to men? Not many things are being put, set up for men and certainly not men of a certain age. I'm hearing from Linda that there's things, there are things out there. Is there well, enough there? Is there enough? There. Yeah, there are things that there are I, things I, out I there. Think, I think there is enough out there, but I think sometimes the person has to be encouraged or motivated to go and be involved in it. So, yeah. They have to have a reason. It has, it has to be convenient. It has to be local. It has to be, you know, it has to be something that's going stimulate, to stimulate, stimulate them. It really does. Yeah, you know, this is, why you, this is why you, you find a lot of people, they, they drift. They drift into to, to a world of, what am I going to do now? So they're afraid to, to rekindle, they're afraid to rekindle their childhood memories, their childhood dreams, and, and rekindle some of those things. Because mentally or physically, they think they're not able to do it. But, I, but a lot of people will get to a certain age. If they thought about what they really wanted to do, they could probably do it. Because you don't, you don't stop thinking, you don't stop motivating yourself. It's only when you, when you think what other people are going to think about it, or think about what you're childish. Why do you want to do that for? It's childish, you know. And this is what this this is what with society now, we we look at too many opinions of what you want to do, and people are judging you. So are you saying that you that's, a real, that's a real barrier for men then? They're going to be more thinking about them, what their friends are saying, what people are saying. It's going to be childish. Whereas, you know, as a woman who might still want to go and do a skydive, you might still want to go and do some kind of mad hike in China. You know, they want to do stuff. Yeah. So is it okay for but, you know, but, 
is it back to what you're saying about their mentality then yeah i think i think so because even even if even if the woman is motivated to go and do a hike yeah the man's gonna think sugar i haven't exercised for 20 years yeah i'm telling you look at my belly i haven't done nothing and you want me to go on a hike i'm telling you the truth i've been there and we went to we went to a nine mile hike uh probably about 10 10 12 years ago yeah in poland i was dead <laughs> you know i was one of the last people and i thought i was good you know what i'm saying i thought i could do this but when i when i started doing it i was like one of the last my, yeah, my daughter's what 17 now so she must have been like six yeah so she was yeah about 10 years fine it was a tough hike my back was hurting me my legs were there how many girls did you tell that story, story to Huh? <laughs> how many guys you tell that story to? <laughs> because because what's gonna happen? Do you know what's gonna happen? Because Linda's gonna do what all men do when he's telling that story. All the other men will be like, "Well, I'm never doing that." <laughs> well, like he he almost fell his back. He's my age. What am I talking about? I better sit myself down. There's more support. I There's more support for women, man. The support system yeah. we have, men need to adopt some of that. We really do because it does help. And by the time we get older, because we spend so much time supporting each other's ideas, we will take more chances, take more risks. Do you understand yeah. what I'm saying? I've always, I've always realized that women beat us in certain areas, and we need to adapt those. And and this is why it's important to always bring women into the conversation because their ideas can help move everything forward as well. On a yeah. on, especially on a health holistic point of view, you know what I mean. So it, it 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 makes it makes more sense because a lot of the things I do now, like even when I started drinking water properly, which was like maybe nine years ago, because of my wife, I didn't I didn't really think of water like that on on mm. because of her. So I get with Zach with Linda's because the minute what guys were saying down Linda's telling that story, I'm thinking back my head. I'm like, why? Okay. So, and especially if I'm picking my as another mature man, for example, that might be older than Linda's thinking, well, if this, if Linda is not hacking, that's how men think, isn't it? We're like, let me just learn from you. Let me not have yeah. to go through it. So, but there's, we need more support systems. And we are, my generation, definitely, we're talking a lot yeah. more. We're talking well, a lot more. Exactly, which is so much different. But there's a song, I think it was by Bob Marley, yeah? and his song was, Once a Man, Twice a Child. Mm. Yeah, one summer twice a child, and some people they have to listen to these words of mm. these some of these songs because there's a meaning behind it. And this was yeah. many many years ago. And the reason why they say it is the reason behind why they say one summer man twice a child. So the the, mm. the man's got the, the childish mentality, yeah, which is not even childish mentality. It's just the way we genetically we are. Do you know what I'm saying? You know, and the, and genetically the way we are helps a woman to get stimulated by the man in that sense. You know, because sometimes if you have a man who's too serious all the time, and what does a lot of women like about a man? Oh, if you could only make me laugh. Yeah, mm. I love a man who can make me laugh. That's one of the things I want. I want a man to make me laugh, make me feel good. Yeah, and when you get that man who makes you laugh, make you feel good, what do you do? You turn him into misery. <laughs> <laughs> you turn him miserable. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> so we, the, 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 this is something we really have to think about when we're with people. You know what I'm saying? If a man, if a man is twice a child, let him be that child, because that that childhood memory or that childhood feeling will take you another ten years together and longer. 
rather than con- rather than continuously being a man. Because to continuously be a man all the time is mentally and physically straining. So sometimes you need to have a you need to have a detox. You know, just 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 do anything. I remember we we went to a. Um, uh, me, me and my, come on, my uh, friends, yeah, all, all black guys, yeah, five or six of us, and we went to this party, and it was a Caucasian party, and they started to play all this rock music because it was friends that we they went to. We got to go to the party, the friends, and they started to play all this rock music, and it was nothing that we liked. But we looked at each other, we said, "I don't worry about it, man. Anything goes." So we just started dancing. Uh, you know, any, we just start to dance like anything. Hey, Linden, Linden, you know? let, let me let me let me actually break the half half of what you're saying is to to the queens that to the queens in this conversation. Mm-hmm. Let me exp- let me break it down a bit more so you can understand because I don't want us to get corporate words like child and stuff like that. I understand what Linden is saying. The so the, the social yeah. idea of what being a man is is jarring. Do you understand? Because your your highest values about yeah. what you provide. Men are mostly valued based yeah. on what they provide. There is no unconditional. There's Provided, there's, yeah. there's hardly unconditional love for men. You have your values linked to what you provide. So when you want to not feel that way, that's why when men get around each other, and Lynn can correct me on this one, but no matter what age a man is, when men get together with your old buddies that you've been friends with for years, we turn into children immediately. Yeah. yeah immediately. Yeah. We're, we're being yeah. silly, we're talking, we're free. But your partner wants you to be like that around her. But then it's like, yeah. hold on. I don't want you to confuse the two of, of what's going on here. Because these two dualities need to exist in this world somehow. Because I've heard men talk about when they have it. I just want to just play my music and sip my rum. Oh, you're always playing music. You're sipping your rum. And they're, they're, a lot of men talk like that. They're like, listen, when you're being in that element, women can may uh, tolerate for a certain amount of time. But after a while, let's get serious now. That's what men say, not saying this is to put on the woman, but it's giving you an insight to what men talk about. So what what Lyndon is saying is that, look, sometimes if we could feel as comfortable to be that way and talk to you about anything, the way we can talk to our guys about anything without repercussion, that's what happens. Yes. There's there's repercussion. There is repercussions now. But when I'm with my friends, there's no repercussions. I can speak as reckless as I want. I could speak my mind. Do you understand yeah, what I'm saying? So yeah, that's yeah. the vitality that Linda's talking about. That's what we feel young and that youthfulness extends our lives for another 10 years. So the yeah. trick here, and I, in my generation, we always talk about like, find a woman that's your best friend first. So yeah. you can just be as free as you want with her and say what you want yeah. to do. And she's on the same wavelength. So she's not getting offended by what you're saying. And if it is stupid. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. there, there is that little element as well. So that's what he meant by like being a man all the time. You have to do this. You have to do that. And if you don't do this, because the relationship is only turmoil when the woman's unhappy. Yeah, you understand yeah. what I'm saying? Only when she's yeah. unhappy. When he's unhappy, you have to get through it somehow. Or go to the pub or go check your guys and go get over it. But when the woman's in turmoil, oh Lord, all, all production stops. The factory is closed, bro. There's nothing happening. No, you, you've never experienced. A, a woman being in trouble in your household is colder than any jail cell. It is the coldest thing you experience as a man if a woman's not happy now. It is so cold. Yeah. It's on. It's on. It's, it ain't make no sense. You be talking to your guys and you talking to each other you're like, bro. We like praying for each other. It's almost like a night vigil. Like, bro, I hope you get through it. I hope you get through it. 
<laughs> pray for each other like, yo, man, Linda, man, man, I hope you get through it, bro. <laughs> man, you know what I mean? Because I find yeah. with my with my friends, with yeah, my they, friends you, you know what they're talking about. Listen, when men have been married for a while, right? Yeah, One thing I start to see because I've only been I've, I've only been married five years, but I've been married for for for, for ten. But when I talk to my uncles who've been married for 20 years, every time I ask them about it, they respond to me like they're doing time in jail. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, Unc, how long have you been married? He's like, shit, uh, it's been a long time. Be- be- before, there's no number. A man won't give you the number. He'll tell you a long time before you walk home. You know, I get my two meals a day. I, I get my one hour outside. You know, I get I get phone call privileges. It's like jail, bro. That's what I'm saying. Because the one thing a man starts to learn if he's smart is that happy wife, happy life is a true statement. Like, you just spoil yeah. lines to make her happy. Because if you're smart, make her happy so you can be cool, so you can be at peace. Because if you don't make her happy, bro, there is no peace. It's World War Three in the house. And yeah. no, no grown man wants that. So he'll just, that's why men linking up is so important. That's why I tell uh, us, my, yeah. my cousins and sisters are like, let that man go. Let him go and kill these boys. It's important. Yeah. Because that environment provides something that you cannot provide. And it doesn't mean because you lack something. It's nothing to do with you. It's to do with us and what we need. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because your woman wants to be your mother, your, your everything. You know what I'm saying? If she can. And that's a gift. By no <clears> means you grow up to understand it's not her nagging you. It's a gift. It's a blessing that she wants to be everything she can be for you. That is a massive blessing. But I need to be able to express myself in ways that maybe the relationship is not even in that space yet to, to express in such a way. And it's never a reflection of the women. Like I always say to men, it's not the woman's job to make you feel like a man or make you feel, it's not her job. She's not your mom, she's your partner. Yeah. So it's just, but we also don't know how to always communicate that maybe, maybe we feel a bit foolish, you know, uh, we don't have to communicate to you like this. I just need to hang with my guys today. I just need to. I need that. It's it's a release. Say we need to hang with your girls. It's the same thing. You know what I mean? But men get measured. How long is he doing it? How often is he doing it? Is it every week now? Is it going to be? Is it everyday thing? You start to get that little conversation going. So, and at no means am I even put. This is not us putting it on. This is what women are doing. We're just saying, hey, here's a little peek yeah. into our world and how we our see world, it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's not necessarily the woman's responsibility. I'm just saying, hey, we will do these things because it is a necessary part of our expression. Because if we don't do that, like John was saying, we'll start aging in front of you if we don't feel satisfied. Yeah, it's, it's funny you should say that, John, because yeah. I, I, sometimes you see a lot of things on social media. Mm-hmm. I went, I went, I went, especially like, not a teenage, but uh, I, a teenage comes to adult years, the early 20s. And the, yeah. and the girl's gonna bring her her girls to meet her boyfriend, mm. and she said to the boyfriend, "Make sure you behave yourself. You make 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 sure you don't act childish." Do you know what I'm saying? You know, just, 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 just yeah. 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 So, 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 so soon as a guy gets there, he's on edge already. Bro, you know he's sweating. <laughs> he's sweating <laughs> like he's on trial. <laughs> like he's on trial, bro. Until he's like. Oh, you're not going to say anything? Oh, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say because, Just nod your head and be quiet. I'm like, 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 I'm like,
influence on that male. Do not yeah. you dare underestimate how much power and influence you have over that man. There is more men who have gone to war. Countries have gone to war. Men have killed other men over what a woman said. Please understand that. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Women might fight over a man, but she ain't shooting you over one. Mm. A man would do that over his violation of his woman. If he feels like he's violated his woman, listen, all these moral conscious go out the window. Mm. So don't underestimate how much power and influence women have, man. Like, and and I've always said this, and I'm like, I think the the, the, the way society has conditioned and programmed us all is it's a man's world and women have to fight for a certain type of right. And I'm trying to explain to people, all human beings are fighting for something. However we, yeah. are, we label it is what's different. Women might fight for equality. Men might fight for different kind of situation, but everybody has their battles. It's not us versus you or you versus us. But I know for a fact, there's tons of men who look after their women, but the way it'll be presented in the media, you think there's no good men available. Yeah. Because it's domestic violence against, that's a small portion of men. It doesn't represent the whole bunch of men. Yeah. Or, or these, these men that are giving unfair wages to women. They're going on like every man has a business in doing this. No, it's not everyone has a business in doing this. So it's we got to be careful about how we absorb information from the programming. Because then when we get together, we don't know why happiness can't ensue. Because I've got programming in my head, you've got programming in your head. Where is our truth that we need to build together, which is through the growing together that Bindu was talking about? Uh, wow. So much insight there. Thank you, Joe. Um, <laughs> wow, we need to kind of unpack a lot, you know, what, what you've just said there. So, um, Joan, what I want to ask you, does that kind of answer where the men are? Because if Joe's saying that the men need time out, um, with their with their male friends, you know, their male friends, they need to be with them to kind of get, you know, kind of recharge their batteries. Is Does that mean then that that's probably why we don't see them in spaces where, you know, lots of women are, are going to be? What, what would you say to what Joe's just said? Still don't think it's that. There's such a huge disparity. There's such a huge gap. And it's really about, you know, how do we bridge that? I hear what he's saying, you know, the guys need to hang out and have their, you know, male masculine bonding sessions. I, I, mm. I, I get all that, yeah. But when you sort of like look at the dynamics in particular um, situations and circumstances, but I mean, I do events, so I'm, I'm really, my head's really in different events that I do. Yeah, there, yeah. There's, there's a huge gap there are huge gulf in the number of men that are coming out in, irrespective of what the arena is you know let's put it this way let's put it this way let me let me let me, let me lay it out like this so everyone can understand right mm. if the, the biggest problem with with with, with equality i'm using equality framework to, to map this out the biggest problem is no matter what we do there's going to be disparity of male and women in different sections of life period it's never going to be equal. it's never going to be equal i give you an example when it comes to playing sports, men outnumber the women, period. It is what it is. That's just our interest. So when it comes to the amount of men playing sports, they far away the women. Does that mean the women are not coming out? No. Dynamics of social, the social dynamics are different. When it comes to going to the gym, men match the women equally. Tip for tat. We're all at the gym. There's not more women in gym than men. Everyone's in the gym. Yeah. But when it, if it comes to collective group work, women will outnumber men any day 
Do you understand? So when it's collective support, because men don't bond over collective support, we bond over mutual interest. That's how we do business. That's how we do everything. So women bond over mutual support. I support you, you support me, and this is called a relationship. For men, it's mutual interest. Oh, you're into football, I'm into football. We could just be friends on a football tip. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? So when it comes to disparities, it's always going to be that. In certain parts, when you go to university, certain subjects, you'll find more women in. Some subjects, you find more men in. Not because they're slowing down women or slowing down men. It's just oh. about interest. It just is what it is. Do you understand what I'm saying? So the, the, once again, we have to be, we have to learn to separate ourselves from the conditioning. We have to separate ourselves from that. Because it is in there the manipulation starts of the society that makes men and women go against each other. Because we're, we're caught up in what they told us. But when we look at it objectively, and so, and, and John's right, in the disparity of coming out, in the, especially in the black community and for information, women will outnumber the men. That is true. I was going to say that. Women will outnumber the men. That is, that's, that's definitely, I, I've seen that for years as well. So John, that's 1,000. When it comes to building infrastructure from the information and getting things set up, you find that the men spearhead that charge. Because when it comes to yeah. now, because of technology age, and we come at the industrial age, women are now on the rise matching men for business for business because of e-commerce and everything else like that. When it was about physical work, men was outdoing the women. So this nature is about balance. It's not about equality. Nature has never been about that. It's been about compatibility and balance. Fair, what is fair is subjective to a mutual agreement. One person's fair is another person's unfair. So fair is really what two people decide and agree upon. Do you understand what I'm saying? So when it comes to health and just me being in the health field for as long as I have as well, is that when I run programs when it has to do with sports or competition, the men come out. When it's competition, that testosterone needs a chase and needs to hunt, brings them yeah. out. When it comes to sit, yeah, when, when it comes to sit, when, when, you go, when it comes to sitting down, processing certain types of information and applying it the women will lead the charge in that respect and that's what we've seen so my conclusion from that observation is that okay cool let's just amplify where everyone's at instead of trying to draw everyone across borders because you can only influence someone so much before they decide that's not for them and it's not natural to them so therefore they'll probably just end up doing it like there's a lot of things i just end up doing it because my wife's doing it. i don't personally want to but well, that's a big part yeah. of marriage, isn't it? It's about yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna do it because you want to do it. We do the same thing as well. We compromise all the time. Like, yeah, I'm doing it because he wants to. It's it's a human yeah. thing, isn't it? But but have you have you but have you ever done something that your wife wants to do, but you don't want to do it? I want you to do it. You bored about it? Yeah, all day, all day, all day. Exactly. I told you, if you yeah. want to sleep peacefully at night, do as you're told. Yeah, you Simple as that. <laughs> like, if you want to yeah. act up, act up. But if you want things to run smooth, yeah, you gotta relax. Let let her do what yeah. she's doing. Support her in every way possible, and hopefully you get a nice meal at the end of the day. I don't know. Yeah, that's yeah. literally is that. Like when I speak to all, when you speak, when I speak to all my uncles. I speak to my father. I speak to grown men, Linda's age. They all tell me what's awaiting me. So I'm like, oh, I'm not, I'm not that old, Joe. <laughs> 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 
Go to season. Every time I start using the word season. Go to season, man. Go to season, man, out there. But they're the blueprint, but we need, they're the blueprint for us, isn't it? They let us understand, like, listen, go over your ego, go over your testosterone and sit and fall in line, bro. It's just the easiest way. Because, men, listen, the human brain is designed to do what's easy. That is what the human brain is designed to do. You know what I mean? So for men, as they get older and they're not in their prime, they're just thinking about what is the most efficient way I can do things. Whereas for women, a lot of women, their life starts at 40 plus. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So they want to do more stuff, which is good. I think that's a great thing. Yeah. I think men should involve themselves more. Sh- but sometimes, sometimes, sometimes when you when you when you say to a woman, you look great, you don't need this, you don't need that, she still goes ahead and do it anyway, even though you tell her you don't need it. And psychologically, I'm thinking to myself, hold on, why do you think this when you don't need to do it? You know. Because we're saying to you, it's okay. So sometimes it's about how she feels, man. man. It's about how she feels about yeah. herself. Forget yeah. you and me. We do not matter in that yeah, equation. Exactly. A woman's loyalty so, is to how she feels about herself. And the day so, you make her so, feel so less yeah. than, or the day yeah. you make her feel not like herself, all hell will break loose. Yeah. All hell will break loose. That's the one thing that's important. And these things are not negatives as well. I want to make that clear for the listeners. These are not negatives. These are just uh, yeah, these are the sciences that we just need to yeah. learn so we can build stronger communities and stronger families and, and start to understand where the women are yeah, coming from so we can exactly. play a better role as men towards our women. But women also need to understand where we are at so exactly. we can... And that's, so, and that's yeah. the turning point. That's, that's the, the turning, turning point. point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because we always hear, oh, men do this, men do that. You hear that so much. You don't, yeah. you don't hear men constantly saying all the time in comparison if we're just comparing of course men complain of course we do yeah. when we link up together the first the first two hours dedicated <laughs> to your to your venting and your complaining you, you, oh, then we talk about sports and the other stuff afterwards but the first yeah. two is like Lyndon I ain't seen you in a minute you know what man I'm yeah, trying to be man. easy right now I know exactly what that means <laughs> he's trying to stay out of trouble he's keeping his head low oh, peace be with you bro I get you <laughs> you know what I'm saying so especially if a woman calls you or she says we need to talk for example bro no matter what how happy you are, all <laughs> happiness will leave your body. <laughs> Completely. A woman says we need to talk. It's like the principal's office. <laughs> you are now calculating every move you've made up to that point and realize and trying to figure out where did I miss a step. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, you know the thing about it, I do the, I do this with my daughter, you know? <laughs> I, I I come I come downstairs and I see her. I said, listen, I need to talk to you, I need to talk to you now. <laughs> now. And then and then it's like it's like she slowly turns around to me and looks me so in the eye. Yeah, what is it? I said, I love you, babe. I love you. Give me a glimpse of what it's like on the other side. Give me a glimpse of what it's like. No, but I, I really do believe if we it's, there's a certain point we need to take the woman's lead. And, and only because in this day and age where there's so much information, women are phenomenal at utilizing it and, and mm. amplifying it. And at some point, the old lion needs to follow the lioness. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And because yeah. she's the hunter at that point. She's going to point you towards health. She's going to make sure you're comfortable. She's going to make sure you're good. You know what I mean? Mm. And we just need to know when to switch that off and stop trying to... Because sometimes... Especially if you've been in a relationship for a long time from a male perspective, you kind of feel like the, a, a marginalized group. You have to fight for your right in the house because most of my house is taken up by her stuff, not my stuff. 
But my closet and my wife's closet is a big disparity. Massive. So when it there's certain things where it's like it's not these are not bad things. All these are just things that men need to be conscious of so you can work with your woman in the right way. That's all it is. We just need to come out of that programming that says women are this and they're this and they're that. And we buy into that and that ruins everything. We don't need to buy into none of that. We need to understand that there are powers that women have, powers that men have. And when we lean on each other's power, we're just part of it. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. So much there, so much insight and um, really powerful. Joan, what what have you got to say now? Has that kind of um, open? Has that kind of explained things more to you um, about what's going on? Because I love really, as a community. You know, there's a lot of work to do. Oh yes. Relationships oh yes. Yes. Um, Absolutely. And it's really about you know how do you even begin to start chipping away? Well, this is this is generational. This is going. Mm. I mean, mm. hundreds of years. Definitely. You know, how do we Definitely. in times now start to really unpack it all and chip it away and really get down to because you know for us as a community to progress and to rise up, we have to come together. Yeah, we definitely do. We have to come together. And this force and disparity, you know, it's how do you break all that down? And for me, you know, we're in a pandemic now. And, and like I said before, it really is about, in a way, you know, wrapping my arms around my whole community. Mm. Man, woman, child, yeah. you know, and, lo- mm. and loving each other. So, you know, when I posed the question, it's not, it wasn't to be, you know, confrontational. It, it's... No, it was a real conversation. It was a real question. Yeah, it's a conversation. Yeah, 100%. yeah it's a real conversation. Yeah, very powerful question, and it needed to be discussed. That's very, very true. Yeah. What John was saying, because, because unless because somebody you know, says it, we won't know that's the case. Even sometimes. Yeah, because I mean, before lockdown, when I was doing my event, yeah, okay, uh, or, or just going to an event where I had a table, yeah, I had a gold man come out to say, "Linden, I got this thing going on." Do you know what I'm saying? You know, and I, I've, I've got, you know, I'm not. Let me see, let me simplify. I've I've been to events where people know that I'm gonna be at, and some men come there specifically to see me mm. because they, they've even heard my story, they've read mm. something about what I've done, and they relate to it. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? So they come to you, and they don't stand there and they wait for you to talk to you mm. because they want to express what they've been going through to another man, mm. where they can't do it to a woman. Sometimes you tell a woman, it's like, what are you telling me for? Do you know what I'm saying? Be with it yourself. But yeah. some men could talk to other men. But so, see, there, there, there might be a side where uh, they, they'll come to the event and they want to know more about you know, something in there. I heard your story about the food that you was eating. I was exactly the same. I was exactly the same. You know, and I come here today just to talk to you about what I can do. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? I've, I've sat down with men one to one. And some of them, they're, they're as good as nearly crying because they want to deal with their situation. It's mm. a mental struggle, mm. you know. And even though some of them, they're, they're listening to their wife, the, the wife's on their case about, you should take this, you should do it. But it's, for some reason, it just doesn't sink in. It doesn't resonate. It just, it just Love doesn't language. sink in. Yeah, yeah it, 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 it just doesn't sink in, yeah. You know, and sometimes I'm sitting there, I'm, 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 I'm thinking to myself, why won't you listen to your wife and she, you know she's trying to help you? And I'm thinking, I'm, when I look in the mirror and look at myself, listen, I wasn't even listening to my wife. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I, wasn't, I wasn't even telling big my mistake, wife. Big mistake, Lyndon, big mistake. You know? 
Yeah, but that, but this is the reality of it, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this is, this is the reality judgment of it. as well. Judgment is something we've got to be easy on as well. There's so much yeah. judgment amongst us, and that when when there's judgment, there's shame and there's fear. And when there's shame and there's fear, people can't be honest. And if people can't be yeah. honest, we can't solve real questions, solve real issues. Oh. We have to give space for for, for judgment-free zones where people can express themselves and listen because you know we need to stop even our language you know women are not nagging us they're instructing us they're, it's not yeah, a nag. that's right we we, we got to yeah. change the, the the thinking of how we say it or this woman's on my case she's not on your case she wants the best for you these unless we start to tweak the frequency we won't catch each other's vibes you know what i'm saying we need to change the frequency and say hey what is she actually trying to tell me? But in order for you to understand her, you need to understand her love language. She needs to understand your love language. Oh. You understand? So if a man's working, he's working seven days a week trying to make her happy and stuff, and she's still not happy, he's frustrated. He's like, why is she not happy? Because her love language, and you don't spend time with her. You know what I'm saying? His love language is, give me space. <laughs> you understand <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And he's he's happy. Happy. And, and she's just like, I do everything for him. I do yeah, but that's not what his love language is. Now you yeah. feel unappreciated, but you have never you haven't given him something that he feels satisfied from. You know what I'm saying? Or women who say, "Oh, all men care about is sex and stuff." I'm, I'm like, no. The no, dynamics exactly. of sex is different when you're married or when you're with exactly. someone you love. It's not just sex. It is a vulnerable expression. But and women they interpret will get it as that, yeah, as that, and then it makes the man feel vulnerable. And now we're back to square one again. Exactly. We can't do the judging. It won't. We won't last with the judging. Yeah. We yeah. have to give space for people to be who they are. Yeah, exactly, Joe. Exactly. Wow, I, I just, I'm just, fine. I, I'm just enjoying listening, and especially, you know, with men talking like this, Joan. What do you think? I, I think mean, isn't it, isn't it awesome? The dynamics are different. When I'm sitting and talking with my girls now, you know, and we're, we're having our conversation, and in a way, you know, we're having that. I suppose little digs at the men, and the men don't do this, and they don't do that, and blah blah blah. But having this conversation now, yeah, it just sets it on a whole different level. Mm -hmm. This is a really deep thing. They even know what I'm seeing. So what I'm observing now is because of all these underlying issues of communication. It's about understanding <coughs> where they're at. Let, 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 let me give you a perfect example. Yeah, in my my personal life, my relationship with my wife, yeah, okay? For many years, he keeps on telling me to do this, do that, do this, do that, you got this to do. When you got a house, yeah, it's, every day you could be doing something, yeah? No, no matter what it is, every day you could be doing something, yeah, yeah okay? And the, 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 the woman always finding you something to do, yeah? And then one day I sat down to myself, I think I've been telling you this to my, you know? I sat down to myself and said, listen, I just need to make a list of all the things she wants done, with my capabilities, you know, discover these different things. So I done everything one day that she wanted from this list, yeah? Everything, you know? And I, I went to her one day and said, is there anything you want to do around the house? Is there anything else? She goes, no. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know? It's like freedom. The pressure's off my head. Do you know what I'm saying? And even while we got one kitchen, we had one uh, kitchen door uh, that broke in the, in the in the kitchen because the way they make it, this door just opened and the hinges just broke off. It had taken me over a year to fix it because she always wanted me to do it. She pushed me, pushed me to do it because I'm not a, I'm not a, uh, a carpenter kind of person. 
Yeah, but listen, I'm not a carpenter, but sometimes men don't think logically. Yeah, if it can't go back the way it was, we have to change it. Yeah, but if, you, if you're not in a position to think how you want to change, when you suggest to the woman or your partner that I want to do it this way, she goes, no, 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 don't do that way, don't do that way. It puts you off. So you've got to think of another way. And what happened, I found out a way that I, 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 I changed it to be a pullout. Instead of a, a hinged door, I found a mechanism where I can use it as a pullout door instead of a, as, a, as a sliding door, sorry, on like a, on a hinge, on wheel, a wheelie kind of thing. It's hard to explain, yeah? And it worked out so perfectly, yeah, after a year, she could not believe it that I'd done it, yeah? And she was so happy about it because I'd done it my, eventually my way and everybody's happy and I'm happy because I, I, I achieved more than I, I was expected to achieve. All I can say, she's got a lot of patience. Are you, are you, are you single? Are you single? She's got a lot of patience because Linda, you could have been at house for one year and the cupboard is broken. No, no, no. No, no, no. The cupboard was on the door was off. The door was off, yeah? But don't forget, if I had rushed, if I if I'd gone to the, 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 put the door on the way I originally wanted to put it back on, the hinge way, it wouldn't have looked nice. I know that for a fact. It wouldn't have looked nice. I wouldn't I wouldn't have liked it. You know? But what's but time, love language time, again? Yeah, but time has gone now. The door's been on for nearly a few months now. Oh. Yeah? And everybody, everybody's happy. You know? A nice pull out sliding door. Oh I don't I don't know. <laughs> that is a discussion for another show, I think. Bring me on to that one. <laughs> are, 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 are we, are we getting any one. closer to the answer of where where yeah. are all the men? Do we think that we're getting uh, any closer? Yeah, partly, partly. Because wow. because really? some of the men, some of the men, they may not want to go out with the women. Number one, anyway, because they know what's going to happen. What's going to happen? By the, 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 the nagging, yeah. And, and it's always, oh, you, I tell you, I told you you should have taken this. You should have done, you, you, you should do this, you should have... Sometimes it's too much pressure, man. Wow. Some, sometimes, sometimes men will go to an event by himself without the woman, exactly the same event. Wow. Sometimes yeah. it's a relationship thing. How, how you are with that person. Yeah. As long as everyone understands, we've actually explained it. Let me ask everyone else, do you, are you clear on where the men are at? Because we've really explained it in multiple ways, but this will be yeah. an example of what we're talking about, about communication. Yeah, I'm, I'm, hearing, communi- yeah, I'm hearing communication, yeah. certainly the, the love language, because it is about sort of, if people are happy at a deeper level, at the emotional level, then they're more motivated to kind of, do things yes. and, and be part yes. of things and if they feel deflated if they feel as though they're going to be seen as wrong or what have you then they might not be as motivated yeah. is what i'm hearing you um yeah no that is a massive part of it that's definitely a massive part yeah. of it is understanding the community learn how we can communicate and that's something we work on as a society 
But the fact is, it's exactly there's three. Let me recap like this: there's, there's four major things here. One, we are all dealing with the social conditioning and social norms of what is expected of a man. That's the first thing. So that puts a fraction of men in a space where they feel like a man's strong. He doesn't need to go to the GP. I'm good. I'm fine. So that's where those men are. There's another group of men that are not motivated about that because of their whole life, their body has not been an issue or stopped them to do anything. So there's no urgency. So that's where those men are. There's another group of men also who decide that actually I'm into fitness, but just not the collective one. I do my own thing. They're the soloists. Yeah. A lot of men are like that. They do their own thing because it's peaceful and nobody's talking to them. And there's a group of this, yeah, there's a group of the other yeah. other group of men that I always recognize as well. And those those men don't mind participating, but sometimes we need the space to feel safe to participate without the pressure that Lyndon's talking about. So that's where yeah. those men are. And I'm just talking about the men who are not showing up. Obviously, there is a portion of men that do show up. So those are the portion that are not showing up. Sometimes the hardest thing, and I've realized the hardest thing for human beings to do is to learn something new about themselves that they don't like. Yeah. It's, it's a tough pill for everyone to swallow. Because yeah. imagine telling somebody, your partner, for the first time ever that you're hearing and you're telling them, you know what, sometimes you can be emasculated. Imagine her response when she thinks she's the nicest sweetheart on the planet. Yeah. She not, do you understand? In first class for a man. Imagine when your woman tell you for the first time you're lazy. That could set you off. But so, yeah. no one's, we're all in the position where the first thing we need to do to start to do that is remove the judgment, let everyone be who they are. Yeah? yeah? Because that's very important. We need to feel safe and secure before they can be the best of themselves. Mm. Then secondly, we have to differentiate that for women, the reason why a man's calling it a mm-hmm. nagging thing is because... The way it's being said or the way it's being done also matters. The way people do things matter to them. You know what I mean? So there's a whole nother world from that perspective. But generally speaking, men care about health too. It's just that the most statistically, the thing that pushes people towards health the most is physical appearance. That is the thing that pushes people to the most. And men are not that bothered in comparison to women about their physical appearance. Because, like Jay-Z said, Jay-Z said, I'm a billionaire, I'm cute, there's no ugly billionaire. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because, yeah. you know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, what we've grown up and seen is that the guy who has the most money and power <laughs> seems to have the most good-looking girls. Um. Not the guy, and, and those guys with money and power is the fattest. Um. The big belliest. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. But, this, but women would like to tell us, no, that's not the case, but mm, that's not the world is reflecting now, is it? It's not reflecting that. It's, re- it's reflecting that if you get money and power and you're up, you have the pick of the litter. If you do not, then you're in a whole nother heap of situations. Just mm-hmm. what I'm saying. So this, that's what I mean by we have to look ourselves as men, see where we can do better. And women will have to do the same thing. Say, okay, cool. How do we reach out to these men without forcing, without looking like we're judging, without being just as mindful to them as we would like them to be mindful about us? How do we do that? Only women can, have, can I really explain that. And only men can really explain to them, answer to themselves, how do we connect with the women in a way that lets them know that we support them, we worship them, we, we love them, and we want to protect them. How do we do that in ways that bypasses that traumatic conditioning? 
because that yeah. trauma stands in the front at all times and it's so hard to, to communicate when there's so much reacting between two people exactly um, exactly yeah well i i you know i'm, I'm enjoying the conversation I, I the funny thing is i didn't realize it i didn't feel i didn't know it was going to go down this road because we're going more into um relationships and more romantic you know couples and that but i think but did, did what you I, to the event <laughs> no no but I, what i what i was what i kind of um what i felt um and i joan correct me if i'm wrong i felt that you were saying not so much what's going on with the relationship aspect i could be wrong but i thought you were saying where are men are are um are men you know and i was wondering are you talking about numbers because you know you hear all the time and and certainly i want us to kind of narrow it down to our community the the the, the black community yeah because um what i want to ask is there something different can we can we say when we're talking about men can we say all men and talk about men from all communities is it is it the same or is there a difference for black men in in Britain, say? Because that's where we all are, in Britain. So is there something going on with that? Um, or would you say men are men are men, where, you know, whichever community they are in? Or is there a difference about being um, a black man in Britain? Well, that's really a question for the men. All, all I can say on that point, you know, I can only talk about... I'm a black woman and I, I can only talk about the black men or talk about our black community in a black way. So my observations are from being in my own community, participating in events, being at events, you know, here and abroad, you know. So um, I'm, com I'm coming from that perspective. I, don't, I can't really comment on the other communities and their dynamics. Yeah, and that's what I'm asking. Are we when we when um, Linda and Joe are talking? Are you talking about men in general, or are you talking about, you know, when are you saying that these what you're talking about? Are you saying that these things are aligned with men in the black community, or would you say it's men in general? And if and if and if it, if there are things specifically for for black men, can you outline them? Well, I'm talking about mainly men in, my, in our black community. Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah, I was, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, so I'm talking about men mainly in our black community. And it was really interesting having the conversations and just listening. And, it's, and, and this is the thing, it's hearing the conversation, hearing what the men are thinking. Because they're thinking it's one thing, yeah, as a, as a woman, seriously. We're thinking it's one thing that, oh, they don't want to come out, they're lazy, they're hiding, they're, they're, they're tired, they're getting old quick. We're thinking all these things, yeah? But it's a, it's a, it's a different narrative. We need to it's a different narrative. And, mm -hmm. and to be quite honest, it's really marrying up the narratives now because <clears throat> I, I have a saying in, in, that runs through both of my businesses, you know, together we are stronger. So it's important for, you know, for us to be with our black kings and for the kings to be with their black queens in order for us to be a much, a more powerful community. And that's what, for me, that's what it's about now. 
you know, we want our community to, be, community to be strong. We want the relationships and the bonds, you know, the creativity and all the dynamics and good stuff that's there within our community to flourish. That's very I true. Mean, very powerful as well. Yeah, we just, we just Ima- very, very good. Imani. Yes, I- I'm listening. Yes. I- I've got a question for you. Oh so my God. Do you, <laughs> what, what has been your observation as far as the black male's participation in collective commu- um, community uh, activities and so forth? What's been your experience? You know, it, it's, it's, yeah, that's a great question. I feel, um, I used to go to a lot of, um, you know, meetings on, um, you know, black consciousness, black, you know, issues. And I would definitely say that I found that there were quite a lot of black men there at those types of um, events. And it's like what you said earlier on, when it comes to things where, where things have to be structured and, and put together and things that maybe, you know, because obviously those sort of meetings would um, be all about, you know, what's going on in the community, what's and the outside attacks and the difficulties that's going on outside that is stopping the community from progressing. You find that a lot of men will congregate in those types of um, areas. But the more, more political things. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. But like you said, um, and also obviously when it comes to um, going to the gym, a lot of men will be there. But like you said, when it comes to maybe something like taking care of your health and, um, you know, you are going to find that women are probably going to dominate those spaces because, you know, women um, are more inclined to sit down and listen and take notes and you know, want to make these these changes. Whereas with men, it is, it's different. It, like you said, you know, there is a different thing going on inside men and they're more likely to... Our motivations are different. Yeah, and, and men are more likely, what I find found was that, you know, you're, the man that you might be with, yeah, married to or dating or what have you, is going to take that from, from you, the woman. So, it, you know, you, the woman will gather up the health knowledge and, and, and wisdom and then you will incorporate that into mm-hmm. you know the partnership so mm-hmm. but yeah definitely um political issues men definitely dominate definitely more more likely to be at those events um and when it comes to things like lifestyle women are more likely to be part of that you know dominate those spaces you, in my I, experience, I, was we was we able was we able to um, explicate the motivations that drive people to that health um, event? Why you don't see the men show up with the women? Um, I think women, because I think women women are mothers. Women are you know taking care of the children, taking care of their partners, taking care of themselves, and I think a lot of it has to do with. Um, you know self-care and it's that thing of you know in the last 10 years or so we're hearing so much more about self-care self-love and women definitely are motivated to go to to those types of of events um for the you know for the fact that you know as women they are the they are the nurturers and um you know i think where we've got where we've got where we've gone into men and women having to go out to work whereas back in the day 
in you know sort of in the generations before and my parents time I mean I'm not young I'm old, I'm on the older end of, of things but back in the, the day your mum you know mum could stay at home and look after the children and dad went out to work that's what happened in, in my family so yeah. it was you know it was different whereas now women have had you know have to, have to go out and work which we, we we want to do but it means that you're taking on a lot more so hearing all this about self-care self-love women have really been sort of drawn to that because now you know you can put yourself on that list of priorities whereas i think with men i think men you know men like you say men have their own ways of um, prioritizing you know what's important to them whereas i think women have always sort of you know juggled everything oh got to take care of the children got to take care of my you know my husband my partner and maybe they're even you know taking care of parents you know aging parents or what have you so there was a lot of things that they're dealing with whereas i think with men you know they're doing what they have to do and um you know focusing on work focusing on being the breadwinner that's what i feel and then you know the wife will kind of um take care of him in terms of what she provides you know food wise and supplements and what have you so that's kind of my broad i mean obviously individual situations are going to differ but i'm just saying on a broad you know especially in the, in the black community which is what i know that's all I know, really, on an intimate level. Um, that's how I've seen it in my sort of um, in my lifetime. But I do see, a, I do know a lot of things are changing, and certainly from what you're saying, Joe, as a as a much younger person, I do feel what I'm seeing with younger people, um, younger men are talking a lot more, and are much more kind of comfortable. Um, being around you know women you know their own age group obviously but I think say my age group I think it's new for men to kind of come into women's spaces whereas I think the younger men are more comfortable in those spaces than you know the the, the men 50s upwards uh, and I don't yeah, know yeah I think that's very good that's a very good analysis I think that's literally it that's literally on a generalized version scale, it's literally it. There's other factors. The reason why it's starting to go into relationships because we have to, or to answer that profound question that John put forward, where our men, we have to look at it holistically. We can't just, there's no direct, this is the reason. There is no one reason. We have to look at why the men are not in the same space as the female. That's why Lidl's giving you a different perspective from a man of his generation. I was giving you a different perspective of why we're not present alongside the women. We are present equally in health, just not necessarily alongside the women. That's why it makes sense when John would say, I don't see the men show up. That makes sense. But now that's a perspective. So if we put perspective in its proper context, men do show up because it's like us men saying, well, we come out to play football, women don't show up. What's happening with our women? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what it's equivalent to saying. Why do the women show up when we go play football? Why are they not dunking the ball like the way we are? It's just a different road. Do you understand what I'm saying? And if we want to understand why, we have to explore men and female dynamics together. Oh. And the easiest archetypal way to do that is looking at men and women relationships. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because now you're looking at the cause. You're looking at the cause of how did we get to a place where men may be less available in those moments? Because the minute you say 
it's a lot of women out there. Men don't want to be there with a lot of women. They want to be there with an equal amount of men and women. You know what I mean? They just feel like out of place. Like, what am I doing? There's not other men here. Do you understand what I'm saying? So just, yeah. just we wanted to, to give you as much depth to it as possible so you can see, oh, there's the root. And then we look at the branches of thought that spawn from that root onto why the men are not physically there alongside the women. It's just different environments. We function better in different environments. And that is just universal law. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's just universal law. But even though Remember as well, what, the reason why my generation, generations after me, are getting more involved because this is the same generation where gender has been removed completely. So you're going to see more people in the same space. You're going to see more of that. That's That just makes sense. Do you understand? When things are cultural and traditional, the way you're talking about your parents, then you'll see a direct correlation of no, men over here, women over here. Not because it's segregation, it's because Studies have shown that men perform better amongst each other and women perform better amongst each other. So when we come together, we perform well amongst ourselves. That's just, it's just, you know what I mean? Even though I get the West has made a thing about feminism and men not respect, I'm like, that's nothing to do with nothing. African men never had a problem with the African woman. Not never. This, our problems came post-colonialism. Our problems were not there pre-colonialism. We knew who you were. You knew who we are. What were we beefing about? You understand? It couldn't be a power struggle because our economics was different in back in Africa. You understand? I'm saying there was enough food for everyone. You in some in some tribes the women was holding the power. In some tribes the men was holding the power. That duality was important. We knew it. Everyone knew it. It is our assimilation of Western culture that brought all this issue about men and women doing different things. If we're going to be all the way honest about it, you know what I mean? So I'm not saying go backwards. I'm saying hey. Let's understand the wider conversation about why the men are not showing alongside with me because it's about time we came together. We're overdue. Overdue, exactly. We're overdue. It's about time we came together and started learning from our women and our women learning from us and saying, yeah. okay, cool, we need to follow the women over here because they know what they're talking about over here. We need to follow the men over here. The men are showing us the way over here. And then everybody feels validated. Everyone feels good because everybody's equally contributed to something that we all can benefit from. Mm. Okay, that said, and I, I, I agree with that, what's the first step or what's the first few steps forward? Because you see, the fact that we're not in our natural habitats and we've obviously got other things we've got to kind of deal with. So, yeah, sorry, go ahead, Joe, please. Um, my, thing, my first thing is communication. Then once we can start to have the conversation first, before we can even move anywhere, can we talk? And when we are talking yeah. and we're listening to each other, we're, trying to, just, yeah. we're, we're trying to change the dynamics of what we interpret. So, okay, cool, for years we've said she's nagging, for years we said she's getting on to us. How do we now shift our air to what mm. is it she's trying to relate to me? Yeah. And once I grasp that, I'm like, okay, cool. This is how I learn and I understand. And, she can, and the woman can tell you, this is how I learn and I understand. And we can communicate. Once there's communication, it builds respect. Upon respect, yeah. you can build a love that's lasting, that should be built on respect. Because you start to love the way she approaches things. You start to admire her in more ways than one because there's a respect level, there's a love level. Do you understand what I'm saying? But if we can't even communicate and say, in, you know, for two human beings, you know, Kwame Ture, Michael, Michael Stoke, uh, um, Stoke, uh, Cost, what's it, Stoke, Stoke, Michael, Michael Stoke, um, Stoke, Stoke, Michael or something like that. 
um, Kwame Ture, he said, for two people to have a conversation, respect must be present. Mm -hmm. So if that's the case, it means we have to start understanding the way women do things so we can respect it as it should be. So understand yeah. that a lot of things is, 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 is less to do with gen gender and more to do with us as human beings. Because if we do the whole gender thing, it, immediately we think, oh, you won't understand, or you are not supposed to understand. Whereas we're like, wait, for a minute, we're, we're human beings that are polarized as male and female, but how do you express yourself and how do we, communication is first. In any relationship, no communication, no relationship. There has to be a communication level and then a respect level, and then we start to go to this self-love and self-esteem and understand it, which yeah. will remove some judgment, remove all of this kind of stuff, like and how we talk about each other in more positive light, get away from the stereotypes that, you know, black men are this, why do black men do this? I hate those conversations because they perpetuate the stereotype in the question. It's like black men don't do anything exclusively that white men don't do. And yeah, exactly. And yeah. Nothing do black men don't do anything exclusively that white men don't do because it's the human problems we have that we've been reducing it to race, gender, and all this other crap, but it's a human problem. We don't, you don't need to be a woman to understand that you need to respect and treat equally. You don't need to be a feminist for that. You just need to be a decent human being. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's the same thing. You don't have to be an aggressive, because when women are powerful, strong, it's always, when I've seen it, in most times in the West specifically, it always assimilates masculinity. It always assimilates that. As if to say, you cannot be powerful and strong and still have the level of compassion and approach. But when women tell me they're strong, the way they talk and their manners becomes masculine. I'm like, wow, is your strength in assimilating masculinity? Where's the feminine strength that the most high planted here so we can co-create? Because you don't see a man talking about strength and trying to assimilate femininity. He just bees himself. Yeah. So yeah. I, I'm, there's these little things we need to look at to find out how do we move forward by understanding, first of all, let's get back to embracing what we are and respecting what we, what we have to offer and communicating that talk. I, I, I love that you brought that, the feminine energy and, um, you know, because, you know, that st the strong black woman, has that been put on the, 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 the black woman? Or is it that the black woman said that she, did she provoke that narrative for herself or was it put on her to be the strong black woman? Because that, that's kind of, you know, an issue and a lot of women are looking at that statement now and saying, I don't want that label, you know. That's hilarious. Re resourceful, that. resourceful, oh, but not strong black woman. Oh. Yeah, go on. This, this is the problem. There's, it, the part that pains me the most the part that's actually painful is that somewhere down the line, black women got involved in white women's struggle. Feminism. Now, and yes, yes, we got involved in something that had nothing to do with black women. Because let's go, in fact, this is happening in the midst of Jim Crow era, right? So we're in the midst of Jim Crow era. How was I abusing you when I was getting hung by a tree? How was I, in order for me to treat you unfairly, I must have some power. What power do black men have from 1492 all the way to now? What power do we have to oppress you with? This was a European problem that sucked you into it. Because once they sent off all your black men to war and left you on alone and undefended, they told you, you need to get out and go do something. 
In fact, most of the, the, the most of the actual motivation to bring women into the workforce was during the war. So yeah. this is what this is what I'm saying. We, women have bought into all this feminine stuff, and I'm like, wait, if feminism is about equality, right? And it's about equal rights for all women, whether sex workers, whatever the case may be, cool. You don't have to be a feminism or woman for that. You just have to be a human being yeah, exactly. to treat someone equally. Yeah. But the way the conditioning is, it's oh, you know, black women don't like that strong black. What are you talking about? When what? Wait, since when did you start to like not like that concept or think it's a problem or pressure? When did it become a pressure when you were born into that? You were born into strength, into power, into royalty. So when did that become a problem? Do you understand what I'm saying? Or, or when it's that's like black men saying we don't want to tell strong black men. Since when did you not want to show strength? Since when did strength become the enemy? <laughs> yeah, but it, yeah, it's not. Hold on. Let me just let me just clarify. I, I'm not saying yes, that. Please. Yeah, what I'm talking about is, you know, where women are kind of put into this. You know, I'm a strong black woman, and then being also labelled, you know, this masculine, you know, woman because she's taken on the role of the the masculine energy because she's so strong she doesn't need a a, a man and i don't think oh black women i don't think black women you know saw it like that at all i don't think that's what and i'm just one just saying is that been put on you know the, the black woman that I she do. has to be strong i don't know this is the question this is what i'm asking no you don't put it on yourself I'm a, I'm oh a no 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 i never kind you of put it on yourself. no 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 never. no man no no black man has said that neither so you can't that's we're not going to take that hit because let's be honest who got up and said oh we want to work too well that's what i'm saying i'm asking i'm asking the question who you know where does that come from where women because you said earlier on that you felt that women are, are kind of some women um, have acted quite, are acting quite masculine. So that's why, you know, I thought, let me okay. ask that question. Where is that coming oh, yeah, from? Okay, yeah, where is that coming this, from? Because when we call the word strength, first we have to define what strong means so you can understand where I'm coming from. When you hear the word strength, what do you think of? If I say someone's a strong, this woman's a strong woman, what am I talking about? Well, I would say if 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 you if we're talking about it, strong in her feminine femininity, strong in her ability, to tap into her okay. feminine resources and you know because I, I feel that that is a strength for women but I feel that what has going what's going on now is that women are being being kind of asked or being pushed into and, and I do see that fem, you know the feminist movement has kind of taken women away from you know what um, they're, they're meant to be so many things if you think about back in the I think it was the 60s when it started you know, women were burning their bras and, you know, wanting to kind of, um, you know, or was or was being pushed into, you know, being different than they than they are. And I do feel that as a woman, in a femininity, is very very powerful. You know, that is the most powerful place for a woman. You know, to, to do you know be. what the issue was? Thank God, everyone's historically up to date. Is that white men had a problem with femininity? Black men didn't have a problem with femininity. We educated the world on science, agricultural philosophy, and biology. So what I'm saying is, black men are being roped into the into the blame, just like how black men are being roped into feeling that oh, because you're strong, we're we're somehow threatened. And I'm just like, no, that's not what's happening here. What's happening here is 
we've allowed the, the, the real enemy of the situation to come and divide us. That's what we've allowed. So what, but what happens is we get rocked into the blame. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself like, listen, there's no self-respecting black man that's worried about a woman's power. Why are you worried about it? You celebrate it. Why would you not celebrate it? Why would it not even appease you? Why would it not even, it, it's stimulating to see a woman in all of her glory. So yeah. when we look at when we look at the actual situation, there's certain things in history that women wouldn't, for some reason, just refuse to take responsibility for, and that's fine. That's cool. But there's certain things that men refuse to take responsibility for. But my thing is, when it comes to the feminist movement, all that stuff like that, let's call out the real culprit and let's not try to be vague and ambiguous about it. Elitists had a problem. Elitist white people had a problem with the feminine energy. They didn't understand it, and they saw it as a problem, as a threat to society. Can Black I, can women... I can just add to that? And, and yeah. I mean, my, from my feeling is this, you see, I think for us, especially Black community, Black women, it's been very damaging. Yeah, very damaging. Because I come up in that generation, I was born in the 60s, you know, mm. so you know you know independence and freedom and all the rest of it and people have grown up now and even a couple of years ago was it Beyonce with you know singing her song about being independent woman all the rest of it and and got it's frightened <laughs> a lot of the men yeah I'm putting it out there a lot of the men are shit scared because they say the woman is so well, they seem as being so strong and the way in which they talk they, they a man would actually think well you don't need the man because the, the, the persona, the perception of something is that, you know, they did just think to themselves, you know, because she's strong, she's independent, she's got this. And, he, and he'd like to be your partner. So I think a lot of the men are, have been put off. Some of them are frightened. And they're just thinking, you know, they don't want the headache. And a lot of the guys who I've spoken to about... I get that. Hello, Jamie. See some of the sisters. Oh, sorry, have I gone off? Yeah, you're back. You're no, back. You're, you're back, back, you're back, you're back. Carry on. I wonder what happened there. <laughs> you're spitting for that fire. You're spitting the flames. The Zoom couldn't take it. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, I mean, No, yeah. there's a lot of truth to that. Whether men like to accept it or not, John, what you're saying is truthful. Like, whether men like to accept it or not, yeah. it's truth. A lot of men are threatened by that. They are. You know what I'm saying? That's definitely a truth of the matter. Like I said, once we start not being afraid and ashamed and embarrassed about the truth, then we can really do some real healing. Because what you're saying, John, is true. A lot of men are. You know what I'm saying? But women started off campaigning that they were strong and now hate the term strong. Like, I'm telling you, it was you lot that yeah. did that. You lot campaigned throughout the 60s about being strong, independent women. Now it's time to be strong when it's crunch time. All of a sudden, it's men are putting pressure on us. What? What? what where's this guy? Because no. yeah, what? <laughs> do you want to be strong or not? Like, what do you want to do? Because yeah, I think I've I think, got so, all those I think certain women, maybe certain women strong. wanted to be strong, but certainly, you know, I don't know that. What made you feel I mean, you were weak? Hard to generalize. No, but yeah. you know what I mean. Exactly. It's like yeah, that. Yeah. You know, where 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 did that come from? Where, why? You know. But I think women. I think women. Apart from that, I was not yeah. I think, you know, if you, you know, just just thinking back to kind of years ago, how, how it was, you know, women definitely, you know, felt that, you know, they definitely wanted a man by their side. They definitely need, you know, I just think you're, it's just one sided if, um, you know, without the, the masculine, 
it's like you know like Joan keeps saying we we need each other yeah you know that we is a, that is a definite you know yeah, and um yeah go on but there is that movement I hear what you're saying you know Joan <laughs> and there is that movement out there that in a way it's ingrained in us it's almost like these subliminal messages strong mm. yeah. to be powerful to be independent and we yeah. we embraced it yes yes yeah. it. it is about being proud of we didn't have a choice at the time. Yeah. Historically, yeah. women didn't have a choice. The men were not around because oh, we were shipped off to go fight some random war. Yeah, we were not true. around. Yeah. So it made sense. You had to take mm-hmm. care and do by any means necessary. But when we go back to Africa, we go back to our culture, nobody had to utter those words strong women or strong man because we just knew what it was. Yeah. So right, what yeah. I'm saying is that once we look at the fact that, yes, a lot of men are intimidated by women because they don't know where they fit. Mm. Yes. That's not the woman's fault, in my opinion. Do you understand what I'm saying? But yet she's been given the brunt of that to deal with. But once again, it's like, okay, who takes responsibility first? Who decides to say, actually, me, I do need my woman. And the woman say, I do need my man. Oh, and we become interdependent. Yeah. Because it, yeah. th- that's what needs to happen. We're stronger together, of course. But yeah. what I'm saying is a lot of things, a lot of wrong has been done to both of us and we're just victims of circumstance that's what we are as black men and black women we are mm-hmm. victims of circumstance because my age group and downwards have no problem with women making all her money in fact they are the most desirable at this moment in time mm. woman who's got her own car and she's doing her thing is the most desirable mate mm. in my generation anyway yeah do you understand what i'm saying yeah. so it's not like yeah. we're, we're no longer threatened we want to be you know everyone's Wants to be Jay Z, Beyonce. Oh, she gotta be a boss. I gotta be a boss, and we be boss together. I'm like, it sounds stupid as hell. But okay, I get the sentiment. Mm. Just what I'm saying, because that's not how you build a relationship based on whether she owns a business or not, whether he owns a business. Mm. But I get the aspirations for our people. I get we're aspiring to stand next to each other a bit more and more, which is the good thing. You know what I'm saying? The problem is if you grew up in a hole as a woman. I've dated women in the past that grew up underneath those independent women, and they've carried on that same trait, and they don't know how to function with a man. Because mm. their mother was like that, because their dad did some effery, and then now they were on their own, and now obviously she had to do what she had to do. She raised the daughter to say, "Don't trust no man, don't believe in no man." Now she walks around the earth doing the exact same thing because we pass on the mm. trauma, because trauma's passed on. Mm. Do you understand what I'm saying? So then it, it's part of that. But what I'm saying is that women have to figure out: okay, don't let the media and, and society dictate or dis- prescribe your medication for what you are, and start to decide for yourself what you want to be because you can be strong and weak at the same time yeah. you can you can be vulnerable and be and, and be you know you can be yeah. vulnerable too so can men and you can be that, strong yeah. alpha male and be vulnerable too my guy yeah it's not one or the other but my point is i've observed that women have drank more from the kool-aid <laughs> of that whole thought and it's and it's just it's just a thing when we sit down and talk about it. Well, actually, black women, we need to do better from our side and, fit, and make you mm. feel more safe and more protected. And okay, madam, how are we going to do that? And black women just sit on their side and black. It was never the black man that told me I couldn't have a job. It wasn't him. He wasn't even in the power to tell me what to do because he couldn't even get a job his damn self. Because once we get away from and find out who the real corporate was, this was a white female problem because their men did not value them. That's what happened. It's, it's, it's written in history. We don't even have to go too far into it. It's just written that way. 
But does that mean women are not under attack? Does that mean women don't have to deal, black women don't have to deal with the same problems as the white female in, in as far as gender pay gaps and all this stuff? Yes, it exists. But what do you want the average man to do about it? Because he's not the one hiring women. It's high functioning men that are doing that. But yet all the men bear the brunt of what's happening to them. Just That's like black people thinking all white people are horrible because of racism. No. We, we, we love to group, you know bundle people in one group and then we need to stop doing that and just actually call it for what it is. Yes, we might have chewed a bit too much into that cake, but we understand now that actually we define our own strength and our own destiny. And that's, and that's a brilliant thing and men should get behind that or stand beside that as long as we're not in the way. But a woman's problems don't be solved by what a man does and a man's problem don't be solved by what a woman. You have to actually take responsibility as a human being and make sure your life is the best version of it you can make. That's why I hate it when black people talk about racism all the time and da, 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 da. I'm like, listen, I get it. We need to figure out what we're going to do or keep it, I'll just leave it alone. Yeah. And black women yeah, talk yeah, about, yeah. oh, you know what I mean? It's like, either you're going to do something or leave it alone. What we cannot do is keep yeah. blaming people for our lives. We can't, we have to stop that. Yeah, That's or keep thing, talking you know? about the action plan, yeah. What's the action plan? Because, mm. listen, when you ask for equality, you're asking for someone to have less so you can have more. Yeah. That's what you're asking for. And no human being is trained to do that. Yeah. They're not. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Not a company that's been built over a hundred years and now you're telling them have less so I can have more. It's not gonna work. Yeah. It's not gonna work. It's just it's not gonna work. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's, it's not gonna work in racism, it's not gonna work in sexism, it's not gonna work in any of these crimes. So what we do is work together and say, forget these people that are chauvinists, that are sexist, forget them. We don't care about them no more. We don't care about the races no more. We care about each other. Because they were the ones who started the problem in the first place. Not the women. Women didn't start nothing. Men didn't start nothing. It is the small group of powerful people with the influence to do so and the propaganda means to do so. So people say, how do you know it's the white man? Because we didn't own the media that spread the propaganda. Did black people own media in this country? No, we don't. What does our culture teach us about women? That they are the mother of civilization. So why? So since when did we start giving them unequal? They didn't even need us to give them opportunity because black women in yeah. Africa was already doing her thing and reigning in her kingdom yeah, anyway. Exactly, yeah. So she wasn't waiting for someone to tell her you can have a job or you can get paid like this. So we're victims of circumstance and we just need to stand by each other by ways of communication, listening to the women, seeing what their gripes are, seeing how we can do better as men and vice versa. But it's hard. Why? Because there's too much trauma in between us and that's what we need to tackle. Yeah, very powerful. Very true. There's a lot, a lot to unpack. Right, we are down to our last 13 minutes or so. So what I would, what I'd like is for each of you just to leave a last, um, you know, few words and also share, you know, your, how people can get in touch with you, what you do. And um, yeah, just, just leave a few words of encouragement to help um, this (laughs) wound, you know, and to bring the, the king and the queens back together whatever yeah whatever you feel so we start again with joan well tonight has been a really insightful impactful eye-opening it's been fantastic i haven't had a conversation like this for a little can you hear me all right yes yep you're clear clear. i haven't had a conversation like this for a little while nothing can be (laughs) self-isolating And it's helped me, in actual fact, to understand 
my brothers, my kings, a bit deeper. And we actually need to have, we actually need to be having these conversations, facing, yeah, facing this thing head on. Yeah, yeah exactly. If we're, if we're gonna, if we are gonna, you know, rise as a collective, as a community, we yeah, have to work indeed. together. Yeah, we have to, and we and we complement each other anyway. And that exactly. is in itself, we have to come together. So my key yes, message is, you know, let's, you know, and you know, thank you so much for having us on the platform, Imani. This has been fantastic. You know, we need to be having these conversations. You yes, know, we probably and it was just a simple question. And you see the candle have been opened, <laughs> and you see and you see how deep it is. It's deep, yeah, exactly. It's deep. How deep because the, 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 the question, the question is, the question is a shallow one, but the, the answer is deep. Yeah, yeah. Very, very <laughs> the answer, the answer yeah. is deep. The answer is deep, much. man. Very much so, and and that's what's kind of like you know when I'm in my bed now, I probably can't sleep, and I'm going to be moving <laughs> my head because it is it is a deep thing. I mean, it, and it's you know it's like what Joe said, it's generational. We are just one. This is historic generational trauma we're carrying through us. Yeah, you know, got to break that cycle. How do we break yeah. this cycle? But it's got to be broken. No, it's we definitely can't it. carry yeah. on that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it's about having conversations like this and in wider forums. You know, we've got, we've got to communicate. We've got to understand each other. I myself, I love my black kings. And I just, like I said, I want them to be healthy, strong. I want them to be walking into old age with us, not just mm -hmm. Hundreds of women walking into oh, and there's a sprinkling of men. We want everybody to be, you know, we love our community. We want to be strong, <laughs> fit, and well. And right now, as I said, you know, pandemic is. It's taught me anything. It's really about loving my community, loving my brothers, loving us. You know, wrapping our arms around each other. I do a Zoom thing on a Saturday morning, eight o'clock. Um, Queens, yeah. we're zooming about all sorts of topics. I mean, Saturday when we did a topic on domestic violence, we've done about black hair, we've done about mental health, we've done about and it's all things that resonate within our community, it stimulates a lot of conversations. And people, we're at a time now where people they, they can hear stuff before they went rushing here, rushing there. Now they lock up in their house, lock up in their yard, they have to sit down and listen. Yeah. Listen, and you know the information that's coming out through a lot of different platforms it's helping our community empowering our community so it's almost like that drip drip effect but you know we will continue to do what we're doing you know you've got this fantastic platform we have you know different things that we're doing you know we've got the queen's walking group um you know intermittent fasting challenges so if anybody who's listening to that wants to come on the intermittent fasting challenge you know, please contact. Well, I think we, and I mean, Joe, I mean, Joe leads on it, but we have had some absolutely phenomenal results. You know, absolutely. I mean, we had one lady, I think, was it about, was it 20 pounds she, she lost, one lady in February? I think, yeah, I think so, about that. Yeah, you know, we've had some of them with their, you know, their blood sugars that were like eight, nine, down to five. You know, it is life changing. 
transformational mm. and once we understand you know how we uh, the whole sort of like life cycle how we're eating how we should be sleeping the times we eat once we understand the fundamentals you know can't promise you good health but you'll be on the right road yeah exactly absolutely so if anybody wants to contact me i'm joan bailey um, i run the queen's walking group you can follow us on eventbrite um you can we've also got a youtube channel queen's 2020 lockdown series and you see all the different things that we've done on all different topics and yeah yeah we're here for the community right now now we're here for the community and anybody wants to get in touch with us about anything you know please hook us up Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. So, um, Joe, do you want to go next? Um, yeah. Um, my, thank you for for sharing the platform with me. I appreciate that. Um, what I'll say to people is, we have to be patient with each other. Patience is going to be key in this step forward into a whole new way of living. Um, be patient. Let's communicate more and not be threatened by each other in any shape or form, you know, and understand that there is the social conditioning that you've been brought up with and there's your spirit. Let's lean more on our spirit because we know the truth. The spirit knows the truth that you know damn well that that woman is not your enemy and that man is not your enemy. You know that within mm -hmm. your spirit, so spirit. So, you know, trust that more than you trust the condition of your mind to tell you, you know, this is that and this is what's going on. No matter what somebody's feeling, you know, listen with compassionate ears um empathic ears so you can understand where the person's coming from and we can start to rebuild um through healing because um, we, we don't healing doesn't have to be a solo trip we can be collaborative you know and don't be afraid to step into that role of, of speak of asking these questions like how john asked the question is that this we can't find answers if questions are not being asked so yeah, let's keep right. asking the question you know forcing these answers to come out and have these uncomfortable conversations listen we people run away from comfort uncomfortability so much that nothing gets done like no change is painful and some pills are hard to swallow but that means you're growing that's what it means it means you're growing so let's not run away from the pain of change let's not run mm -hmm. away from the uncomfortability of conversation and let's not let ego lead the way let love have the last word at all times yeah. I hear that. I hear that. So, Lyndon, can we, um, yeah, what, what do you want to say to uh, the listeners? I just two, two things. Thank you, Joe. One, what, yeah, well done. Joe, was, where they actually contact you, Joe? Oh, oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> totally forgot. Uh, 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 on Instagram, at Joe, without an E, dot dash on Instagram. Follow me there on my website, it's themelaninaffect.co.uk. I also have a book on the relationship between the science of melanin and its influence on our biological systems and as it relates to food. So you can um, pick that up. And also um, my email is the aboriginalhealthclass at gmail.com if you want to contact me. That's aboriginalhealthclass at gmail.com. Thank you. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. I, I, to, to finish up for me, two words is... is that I've got from tonight is vulnerable, vulnerability and understanding. You know, the understanding part is such a big thing for me. It's such a big thing because you, you could always interpret what the other person thinks, but you have to listen and understand where they're coming from and how they're feeling. So the hardest thing is, is to understand. 
because you're not living that person's life or you're not in that person's space. So when somebody says something to you about something, you've got to take it in and have faith with their vulnerability. Because sometimes it's hard to come out and say what they really want to say. So sometimes it's good to just to listen and understand the person that is vulnerable. You know, so that's what I'm finished off with. I'm Lyndon Wizard. Uh, of the book Inspired Diabetic and you can get me on my website The Inspired Diabetic and all uh, social media platforms with the same name The Inspired Diabetic for one word and to you Imani thank you very much for having us on uh, Conscious Radio tonight on your platform Joan thank you for inviting me and Joe it's always a pleasure it's always uh, it's always a pleasure sir yeah awesome awesome okay. awesome wow um all I can say, it's been amazing. Like I said, I wasn't expecting it to go in the direction that it, it did. And, you know, really, really glad to to be part of this and to um, have all three of you on, on the show. And it'd be great to do this again at a, another, you know, another time. But yeah, thank you all so much. And I'm sure the listeners, you know, really had food for thought with all that you had to say. Um, and yeah, amazing. And yeah, Joan, amazing question. That you you pose that yeah. <laughs> observations of life, my dear. Yeah, so, great. We had two what came from it. Yes, exactly. You know, and, and men who you know wanted to contribute and really dig to to in a deep way. So we really all you know came away with a lot of um, wisdom there. Well, hopefully, well, let's see what the feedback is because it'd be interesting, you know, to hear. If you know, maybe we have the conversation again. It's got a different spin. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's we a, went home and meditated on it. So yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. I think you know, you start the conversation, and obviously, it just goes deeper and deeper and deeper. So, with this, yeah. uh, you know, this first conversation here, um, definitely, so much came through, and um, very inspirational. Well, hopefully we've touched some people out in the community and, you know, we want to, in a way, I suppose, push for change. And, you know, for me, it's like people have been sleeping or, they, or they're just not aware of what's going on. But we need to be more conscious. You know, we need to wake up. We need to have those conversations. We need to face them. And like Joe says, you know, it's going to be painful. It's going to be hard. It's going to hurt. Yeah, gonna hurt but if, if we're gonna progress <coughs> you know and drive real change that's gonna resonate for our community we just gotta do it exactly gotta do it you know? but we're doing it John we're doing it like tonight we're doing it we started, we started anyway you know? yeah we started you know and, and that's what it's about isn't it it's about people picking up picking up the baton you know, and you know, running with it. You know, and when yeah. we talk it, I just hope there's somebody there as young, fit, healthy, whoever, it will pick it up and just run as well. You know, a lot of what we should be doing, you know, it's all, it's around generational things now. We're getting old now. That's the reality. Exactly. Be able to pick up those buttons and break through the you know the wall that we couldn't get through. So yeah, yeah. So you know, like I say, you know, the little health and strength I've got, I'm going to be chunking, I'm going to be 
cash in. I'm going to be shouting from the rafters. We're going to be doing stuff. And when we come out of lockdown, we've got some fantastic events planned as well. Uh, Joe, do you want to say anything about that? So that last weekend, so cups, like. I said that we've got some fantastic. If I was saying, you know, we've got some fantastic events planned yes. for when we come yes. out of lockdown. Um, to yes. you know, we, we won't say too much of it. We won't, we, we won't say, yeah, we won't say too much of it. But no. we're definitely always in the in the position to um, amplify mm. the, the, these new ideas and, and push yeah. them out on a large scale. So it's yeah. about really scaling up and really forcing change, which means. You know, we have to think bigger, we need to think more effective. How do we get our community in the, in, in the UK conscious about where we're going with this health thing and, and mm. you know, so we don't repeat the mistakes of the elders before us. So we look into this stuff. Mm. So yeah, we're working on some really major things that we hope we'll get support of the community for because at the end of the day, everything, all the work me and John have done and, and we've done independently is not from no government funding, none of that. That's just the people trusting in us and believing in us to do the work we do. You know what I mean? And we will continue to do that same thing for Lyndon as well. It's just the work he's put in. No, but no government funded him to, to write that book. He, he wanted to leave a blueprint behind. You know what I mean? He wanted to leave us a blueprint. He struggled became, becomes our blueprint. Yeah. Just then. And that's what, that's why, I, that's why I always promote writing books because we need to live this, thank God for the Egyptians for leaving all that evidence behind. Otherwise, yeah. we could have been lost and believed all this crap that these people are saying about us. So yeah. you know, we're going to continue to do that. So yes, we're working on some really good things that when it's time to roll it out, you will be hearing from me and John again. Yeah.